What's poppin'? The Drew and Mike Show rolling through Friday. Wrapping the week up at the Deals and the D.com studios. Trudy and Jim Bentley are here along with Brand Don on the board, presented by Hall Financial. And a lot of credit card debt coming in now after the holidays, and the interest rates are insane. If you can't pay the entire thing or you have lagging credit card debt, it's a knockout punch, those interest rates. If you own a home, you could refi with Hall Financial, get a cash-out refi. If you need some liquidity for the short or the some term of time, you might want to just call Hall Financial. They've got a lot of options for you if you're a homeowner. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. How are interest rates, Jim? Lowest in four months right now. Really? Lower than last Thursday when you said that? Correct. Yeah. Did I say four months? No, yeah, I don't think you said four months last they can't, They've continued to go down. So most of the stuff we're doing is probably in the fives right now. So fives and sixes. Would you say interest rates are spiraling? No, they're dropping. Well, yeah, spiraling. They're spiraling downward? Yeah. Correct. Kind of like when a person spirals in a downward way? <laughs> Correct. A downward <laughs> spiral. They don't know what's going on anymore. They just keep <laughs> downward. spiraling down. <laughs> I like it, though. All right. So uh, we had a couple Twitter polls yesterday, important Twitter polls. One, Jared Goff versus Tom Brady. You know, I couldn't figure out. Why is Mark making this so complicated? He's like, well, what is uh, uh, Brady going to make? And I realized, oh, he's afraid that Tom Brady's going to lose the Twitter poll. And it's not going to be fair. <laughs> I just wanted to see, because Tom Brady's a free agent. Would you rather have Tom Brady or Jared Goff? And amazing, Goff? amazingly, 84% said Jared Goff. I know. This, this is so great for him. Yeah, I, but if you would ask last year, that would have obviously oh, would no. have been different. No, absolutely not. And uh, Tom, well, you know, he's still not the quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. Did she answer the Twitter poll, Barbara? I don't know Barbara's Twitter. No, she didn't comment. I do know that. <laughs> but uh, Tom Brady, I'm not ready to count Tom Brady out yet. But it's just interesting how these things change. And then the other question, um, which we're going to have Trudy take in a lie detector: <laughs> Have you ever had sex with someone on a mattress with no sheets? Trudy said no, she had not, and no is the popular answer. 54% have never had sex on a mattress without sheets. It's close, though. 46% have. <laughs> Dave Barr is one of the ones who says, not a proud moment, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? Dave Barr. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you got to do what you got to do. Though. You do, absolutely. Um, and then, um, oh boy, things are complicated. White Boy Rick yesterday... Um, uh, apparently had a problem with scheduling. We had agreed on 6 o'clock, and then he scheduled fishing. And so he was fishing at 6 o'clock, it turns out. So he, of course, was unable to do the show. He's in the Bahamas. He's on vacation. Yeah, vacation. so, you know, I guess he's apparently doing us a favor to promote his show uh, with Charlie. Does anybody want any more catfish? <laughs> on the Amos. And, I, I, you know, if he shows up today, he shows up. I, I don't know what to say. If he doesn't, I think... We'll just pass on it. But Well, he's scheduled today, right? Yeah, but, okay. you know, when he was scheduled when he was in prison, he used to show up. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I never didn't had have a missing When he was in prison, now he's out, and all of a sudden he can't show up for an interview? What else was he going to do in prison? I don't know. Get a tattoo? Paint? paint. Could have been, uh, he was making babies and stuff. I mean, isn't he a grandfather <laughs> of six or something? Shit. <laughs> he's amazing. In fact, we should watch that scene in the movie, because uh, I want to ask him if Matthew McConaughey, if his dad is really like Matthew McConaughey. You want to bring up that scene, Brandon? Absolutely. You know, when I watched the White Boy Rick movie, I really thought that Matthew McConaughey was kind of like Charlie LaDuff. The, from the appearance... He, no, he does act LaDuffian. You're right. LaDuffian. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, White Boy Rick is just 17, dealing out of his, dealing like a maniac, starting to make some money. He's an informant, too, and he's banging chicks. In fact, you know, Johnny Curry, the big kingpin, mm-hmm. when Johnny Curry went to prison, he was married to Coleman Young's niece, Kathy Curry. Kathy Volson Curry. She's fucking hot. White Boy Rick starts nailing her. 17-year-old. Just starts nailing her. Yeah, she was significantly older, right? Yeah. The balls on this guy. <laughs> So here's our scene, White Boy Rick finding out he knocked up this chick. And I, I want to find out if this is how really he found out. I also want to find out if her, his uh, baby mama's little brother, who's about four years old, is this tough. Yeah, or if she's in contact with this kid. Shot, knocking on a stranger's door like that, kid. You're like your washing, right? Yeah. You've made a baby with my sister. Who? Brenda Moore. You need to call and be a man about it. Look, I've only been with Brenda like a couple times. Only take one time to make a baby. Besides, Keisha damn near as right as you is. Who the fuck Keisha? My name How is old is daughter. this kid? Ricky, shut the <laughs> fucking door, will ya? Let's have the heat out. There's the duff. Who the hell are you? You was daddy? That's right. Well, now you're granddaddy. <laughs> Be a Call my sister. If you don't, I'll be back. And you don't want me coming back. Oh. <laughs> All right, now take it up that to kid's where he... great. The kid answers the door and talks to Rick. It's got another 30 seconds or so Where's to go. Matthew? Why does Matthew McConaughey have to make himself homely always well, he's now? White boy Rick's dad, so he's still hot. He goes over there. The kid answers the door. Brenda, your baby daddy here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Rick goes in. Well, you can pot it down. And he goes out and gets uh, uh, Grandpa, drags him, and, and McConaughey's like, uh, uh, this can't be your son, uh, She's too beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea I'd be shedding tears watching a white boy Rick scene today, but... No way that's my son's baby. Oh, the baby's already born. Yeah. She's yeah. way too beautiful. Aww. Who did not cry watching that scene. That was so touching. I saw that in Imagine Theater. I liked white boy Rick. I liked, wow. I liked that movie. Imagine. It was a bit dark, I have to say. Um, but it wasn't bad. Uh, I wonder if he's, is he hanging out with Kid Rock yet? Because Kid Rock, remember Kid Rock was kind of influenced by White Boy Rick and style and uh-huh. said that. In fact, he mentioned him in a, in a track. Yeah. So I, it's about time we caught up with White Boy Rick. He's been out there. It's, it looks like I get pictures of him every now and then from listeners who go, oh, yeah, I saw him eating here. And he's driving off in some, you know, $80,000 car. <laughs> I mean, it looks like he's kicking ass. I wow. think he's got a, doesn't he have a pot brand too? The yes. eighth. Yes. A What's big it, one too. Is it called the eighth? The eighth. Okay. So he's still the big man. Yeah, he is. He's still running. Kind of doing what he did. Only now it's you, legal. How do you get out of prison and just boom, boom, boom? Why don't I have the skills of white boy Rick? <laughs> you haven't been in prison, but send you to prison for a couple yeah. of years. Maybe no, no. I'd be, if I got out of prison, I'd be clueless for years. It would take me forever <laughs> to get going again. Oh, it'd be like prison food and penis. It'd be like Brooks and Shawshank. <laughs> oh, that's sad. So we've got um, real? we've got a boner line today too, and we're supposed to have Tom Masway on. But listen to this text exchange. This is I normally am very much against uh, sharing text exchanges because of the privacy involved. But of course, this'll, <laughs> this why. sheds important light. Uh, I heard he was emceeing something today, which is like what emceeing? Well, Damn just, it! I just wondered who exactly would want Tom Ma- Tom Masway to emcee their event. <laughs> so I just asked him. He doesn't have to bowl. Yes, he does have to bowl, but listen to this. What's your availability, man? As I hear you're emceeing. Uh, anytime before 5.30. Sorry, I'm emceeing an event. Mother like, effer. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Oh. And you just said it. I know. <laughs> and then he says, 
I'm even missing bowling. Like, I'm not just missing your podcast. I'm missing bowling, too. This is a big deal. For your information, I am a big shot. <laughs> it's not like normal shit that comes up where I just skip the podcast and still bowl. <laughs> so I said, oh, my God, what are you seeing? A fundraiser for two families that lost their husbands unexpectedly. It's a De La Salle event, over 400 people. Oh, I'm good with that, then. <laughs> he says, uh, last second ask. Would you like oh, to donate boy. a Champions Club game? <laughs> Just last second, it's tonight. Yeah, uh, I can throw it as an auction item. Windrew seats. So he's trying to sell me on it. So, I just gave away six sets to Killer Cares. I need to have some left for 2023 Weasel Friends. <laughs> <laughs> he says, LOL, me. Did you catch that? <laughs> Don't weasel in. What time does MCing begin? Six. I'll be there by 5.30. Oh, you're so prompt. I got to get acquainted with the silent auction items. Oh, he's so big on prep all of a sudden. That's oh, bullshit. Yeah, good point. Brandon, will you dial him up? This is amazing. <laughs> when is he ever prepared for oh, being on our show up. a half an hour ahead of time? <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Mr. Prep, suddenly. Well. More racist. <laughs> Man, I, you think he's emceeing because it's kind of big stuffy? Oh, he's kind of like the mayor the, of the east side, isn't he? Kind of like the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar roast and Stuttering John. <laughs> well, why does he care about De La Salle? Like his girls can't go there. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody in the community. Maybe he know, maybe knows these people. I don't It's a charity thing. I should give him the fucking tickets, I guess. Should I? <laughs> <laughs> Maz. Hey, True. Maz, how's it going? Hey, Maz. Hey, Brad. Is uh, Trudy there as well? Yeah, that was Trudy. Thanks. <laughs> Saying she sounds like Brandon? Yeah, that's what we insinuated. Oh, sorry. I thought it was Brandon. Hey, Jim. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Maz, you um, you putting on your tuxedo pretty soon? I got, a, I got a sports coat on. It's kind of more of a casual event, but yeah, we're on our way to Petrozulos right now. Yeah. Wow. And uh, how did you get to be emceeing this? This is big responsibility. I didn't know you emceed a lot of events. Yeah, I get I get my share, not a lot, but I do like Shane Joan and Bishop Foley and the schools I'm involved with. Sometimes uh my friends uh at De La Salle reached out to me here. Uh so it'd be my pleasure to do it. Now do you know if you were the first person they reached out to? Oh. <laughs> uh I think actually I think I am, Drew. I think I am. Okay. Okay, no, that's great because I, I didn't. You said you do your share of these. I, I didn't know what that meant exactly. Uh, but well, anyway. I told you, St. Joan, Bishop Foley, now this one. Yeah, that's a share. So yeah. this sounds like a big deal because not only were you planning to miss the podcast, but you said I'm even missing bowling. Like that's, in other words, bowling is greater than the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Bowling, bowling rules, man. That's my, that's my true one day a week that I just really have a great time. I love the way you own it. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we know, we knew it anyway, but, uh, okay. I know. Hey, I love you guys. I love being on the air at Woodward and with you guys, but, you know, bowling I've been doing since I was like eight years old. I'm 61 next month. So if it came so down to you. your job at Woodward Sports, the podcast, bowling, bowling will always come in first. Bowling is first. <laughs> At least he's honest. Of course it is. No, own it. You got to own it. Sometimes you have to own it. Um, hey, I, I was there a little. Were a few, there were a few years. There were a few years that I had to give up bowling, 
for the air, for airtime. You know, if you got to work, let's face it. Yeah, that's I gotta, true. I got to work and put food on the table for the kids. So of course. Doing that was more important than the podcast, the other on-air things you were doing to give up bowling. Well, well, yeah, yeah, that would probably be correct. Now uh, I do love the podcast, and I love Drew. Drew's like a, like my long lost brother. Aww. <laughs> He's the podcast biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, although Maz doesn't seem to listen a lot, but uh, no, Maz and I get along oh. great. We have a very unique relationship. Listen, Drew, I don't listen to my own stuff. I listen to mute. I just had the sixties on. Matter of fact, what song was this on that you interrupted? I'll be long gone. I'll be long gone. What's that one? I'll the be, 60s. Wait, I'll be, I'll be long gone. Is Flash Phelps on the air? Uh, your favorite? Is that Boz Skaggs? Oh, Flash is off this week, uh, but he does the mornings. Boz! Yeah, boy. Yep. That's it? I don't... Did you I, like that uh, when he stopped at Mr. Ed's tombstone? Did you I, love that? Yeah, uh... Flash Phelps was at the Mr. Ed tombstone, which I thought, what a confluence of two incredibly unimportant things. Is his real name Mr. Ed? Isn't that great? That was his the real horse? name? Wasn't yeah. that great? Yeah. That was so great. It was, I couldn't believe it happened, honestly, and I can't imagine one other person it meant more to than you. I mean, of all his oh, listeners a- and of all the Mr. Ed fans, who would have cared about that confluence? But anyway, I was happy for you. But uh, this- I don't think anybody, Drew. No, you're right. The stunning thing about this, Maz, is that you not only are missing bowling tonight, you are actually giving a half an hour of time of preparation, which is unlike you, as the MC to get acquainted with the auction items. You know what, Drew? I knew you were going to bring that up. Uh, As I was texting you, I'm like, I am giving him fodder to tell me uh, another thing that I'm doing wrong. Yes. I must get acquainted with the items that are up for sale and up for bidding. Yes, that's what a good MC does. What, is there laboratory equipment? Or, I mean, is there something really complicated that's being auctioned off? (laughs) (laughs) They auctioned off. I really don't know. That's why I'm trying to get there at least a half an hour early. Yeah, I get it. You know, I love prep. Yeah, no. Yeah, you are a prep monster (laughs) for sure. And you thought Champions Club, it just kind of dawned on you as we were texting that that would be a good event, too. Yes. That would be good. What do you think it would bring yeah, in? Yeah, it would. Hey, I thought I would have I would have started. I would, but since they were a lot of money to begin with. I would have started the bidding at the pair for $500. And I would have gotten the bid. And I think I could have got over a grand for them. Really? How many people are going yeah. to this event? I know it's a big event. It's a charity event. Are there a lot of people? Yeah, going? it's a charity event. Yep. All right. Well, Brian is... Vesna and Don Collier, the Collier family and the Vesna family. So we're, we're there celebrating those men's lives. Um, well, in that case, Maz, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take one pair of tickets away from you this coming season, and you can auction a pair <laughs> off tonight. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> Thanks, <Drew. laughs> Damn it. You know what? You're going to make me a hero tonight. Thank really? You. Uh, do, you, how, do you think it'll yeah, rank among... this one, things are wrapped... When things are wrapping up, I'm going to say, but wait a minute. I just got a call from Drew Lane, and he is donating a pair of his Champion Club tickets. You got to fake right the phone call. Can you mind being on the phone, Maz, and, and have somebody to record it so we can see it? Fake the phone call. It mentioned Jim Bentley, class of 99, had something to do with it. Oh, Bentley, you're a pilot? I am. My blood runs deep purple. How about that? The Dayless L pilots? I love it. Yeah, I love the pilots. Is that right? 
used to be I by Cynthia be a Airport. <laughs> All right, Maz, we want, we really would would love to get a video of this when it happens. Okay. Especially miming the phone All call. Right, I think that's important. It. Okay. All right, Maz. Kathy said she would do it. Great. My wife is on it. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Okay, Maz, we'll see you. See you, Tommy. Right. See you, oh, Maz. It? Good deed for the day. Uh, oh, you have more? <laughs> what, what, what do you got, right. Maz? You know, what you know what do you got? Picks for the weekend, at least. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, what are your picks? Okay. Hang up, Brandon. It's the first game on Saturday. <laughs> Let me try to think. It's Jaguars and Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I don't think they're going to cover. I think the Jags will cover the nine points. So Kansas City wins. <laughs> Okay, thank you. <laughs> nine points. <laughs> All right, nine points spread there. Yeah, I, I, I can't yeah. think the Chiefs will cover. But anyway, uh, right, okay, I'll go with you. Next game. Yes. Giants at Philadelphia, the nightcap. No, you're Giants, they remind me of that Super Bowl giant team that beat the Patriots. Ooh. I think the Giants are going to go in Philly and Stop beat it. the Eagles straight up. No way. I think wow. they are too. Is Jalen Hurts 100%? Do we know? 95%. That's the official. I, I got to tell you, I kind of like the Giants. I don't know why. I watched that game last week, and I was I, I was really impressed with the quarterback, who's been the guy getting all the pressure. But Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. He's been great. Ran 78, 17 times for 78 yards, threw for 300. I, I like that pick. What's the spread in that game? Seven and a half. Seven and a half? Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Well, they beat the Giants twice already. They beat oh, them twice. You know what? There's no way we're doing a show Sunday. I have to watch these games. I am so psyched for these what? games. Brandon, no. we're t- yes, we're going to take Sunday no. off. No. Yes. We what? would get so much shit if we take another four-day week. Most pe- who puts out five shows a week? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> what are the Sunday games? Let's Drew, outside those. Uh, hear what take, games they are. Take Monday off, Drew. Three Definitely and six Sunday. Sunday off. Just Sunday. Oh. Okay, Two what's months. Sunday? I was so happy when you took Sunday off. I even know I wasn't a part of it. I was happy you took off. Thanks, Maz. I appreciate that. That's the kind of support I get from you. I don't get anywhere else. Hey, the last two games, really quick. I like uh, Sunday. I like the Bengals to beat the Bills in Buffalo. I I don't know. Oh, my God. They're getting five points. I like Cincy to win up straight up. And I like the 49ers to nip the Cowboys in overtime. Oh, those are those are those are ballsy picks, Maz. The Bengals over it? the Bills. Wow, I know Bob. It's going to disagree. Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Really? Well, they're yep. they're a sneaky team. I mean, I, you can't. They're they're an interesting team. I the Bills are. I just love the Bills. I don't. know. I think I more love the Bills. I mean, I think they are great, but I think that I have more good feelings about them. Maybe it's the Demar effect. I want them to they're win. They're a great story. They are. <laughs> they're a fan. great story. Uh, do you, is there anything you would like to say about Demar, by the way, before we move on to anything else? Did you see yes, the mural? Demar every day getting better. He's at practice every day, <laughs> watching his teammates. Man, how great would it be if this kid could actually play football again? What if they suited him up and threw him in for like the last play of the game when the game's been decided? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? I'm, I'm in. I'm in, Drew. I love I'm that. Um, is he going to be at the game? Do you know that? Because that's important. That's more important than the game. Is he yeah, going to be at the, the game? game? I think I think the windshield is going to be near zero on Sunday. Wow. Well, maybe they can transport him in some device that keeps him warm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> some special device so he's never boot. cold. Where's the game? Buffalo or Cincinnati? <laughs> Buffalo, right? Is it Buffalo? It's in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, Big that's, snowstorm. That's the Monday so night huge. game that we never got, remember? That's the Monday night game we never got. Right. Wait. 
There's a Monday night game this week? No. No, it's the no. one that... No, no, okay. no, no, no. Right, right, right. The Monday... Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm sorry, Maz. Silly me. I get so That's caught okay. up in DeMar and his condition, and is he going to be cold? <laughs> is there a mural for him yet? very caring. Have yeah. you seen the DeMar very mural? Caring. DeMar Hamlin's mural? There was a mural unveiled of DeMar. I couldn't DeMar. understand you. You're, 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 you're gargling. Your cell phone's gargling right now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that, but... DeMar Hamlin, there is a mural that has been painted of DeMar Hamlin. It has been unveiled. That. Did you see it? By the way, what a nice picture that I is. I did. Look at that. Did you approve of it? It is a beautiful picture. Beautiful I agree. picture. No, it was classy, and I thought it was, uh, it was right in sync with DeMar and how we all feel about him. It's very needed. I know. I know. Yeah, it was. Number three, should be retired all around the league. I get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have one one week year where everyone wears number three. I want Demar Hamlin to like sue the uh, the Earnhardt estate for using it. <laughs> That's right, Darrell Earnhardt. Isn't it the third lap of every NASCAR event when everyone just shuts up and holds up three fingers? Do they really? Yeah, what, is, I think so. Doesn't that, that cause sense. drag? On your oh, I don't know. Birthday, you know. That's a great point, Trudy. That's what, what did you just, what did you just say, Tom? I said Dale Earnhardt died on my birthday. Are you rich? That's so tragic. That's so they awesome. Were. Can you play Four. Biden singing Happy Birthday for him? Wait, when was his birthday <laughs> when he died on your birthday? What was proximity of his birthday? I'm sorry, Trudy. I'm not a big NASCAR guy. I don't know his birthday. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. I got a I got a, a message from our president to you, yeah, Tommy. Absolutely, we got Happy you. birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear <laughs> Happy birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> he mispronounced NASCAR. You hear his phone call? Wait, what Did phone you hear call? that phone call yesterday? Wait, who did he call? He called the small business, the pizza place. Joe no, did? the burger place. Biden? Yeah, Joe did. Can you find it a friend? It was small business day. He said, yeah, you should look it up. You will crack up. Thanks, man. The girl's name, hi, this is Brittany. Can I help you? He's like, yeah, Brian, I'll have a cheeseburger. You got to look it up. I got it right here. Let's see if this is it. I cannot believe how much show prep you're doing, Maz. We're going to let you go. I know you have to study. Just pause that for a second. Oh. What? I want to hear this call. Oh, Christ. Man, I thought you already I heard, heard it. Stay on for the picks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you already blew us off for bowling and emceeing and everything. And and now you can't all right, all leave. Right. Aw. Fine. I'll see you. All right, Maz. Thanks. Bye. Oh, good evening. Bye. Hosting. Bye. See you, Tom. Show. Jesus Christ. Bye. I want to hear it. Thanks for the ticket, through. Okay, Maz. You're welcome. That's a better. Bye-bye. Man, is actually, I go. Okay, Hi. bye. Maz actually crushed it. He can't hear it again as if he can't access this phone call any other way that he's already heard. <laughs> or listen to the podcast and hear us. Exactly. Listen to it. Bye, Tommy. Oh, here. Bye, guys. <laughs> he waits for us to hang up. I'm hanging up now, Tommy. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Don't hang up. I just want to hear it. I won't say anything. Okay, play it, Brandon. We'll just pretend he's not on the phone. Jesus. Hi, Brandon. This is Joe Biden. Now, I'd like to place an order for lunch if I could. Okay? Hi. Well, I'd like to have a bacon cheeseburger, American cheese, and a side of French fries. I'll have someone come pick it up, okay? That's crazy. <laughs> 
She kept her cool. She's very professional. President Biden shared the video on Twitter to celebrate his small business initiative. Shouldn't he made a second call where he got the person's name right? Or did he actually, did they edit it together? He actually was talking to O'Brien. Oh, there was some, That's, well, he said Brittany, didn't the person say Brittany? Yeah, okay, maybe, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't maybe, know, I suspect some uh, foul play there. Yeah, there was a lot of editing involved there. Hello, speaking. How may I help you? Hi, Brian. This is Joe Biden. I'd like to say, <laughs> "Hi, Brian." You really say a name? Ten point four million people have applied to start a new business. Blah 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 blah. Just wait! Don't hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Tommy. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Okay, man. Really hang up this time. Right. Boy, save yeah. your money for when you call one nine hundred. Make out with a guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I really wanted to open the show today with uh, with something that uh, Maz ended up preceding, be due to the auction, of course, which is a great cause. And I'm glad they're helping those people out naturally. There was something on Barstool that I just found absolutely incredibly funny, and it's just so typical and so relatable. I think for a lot of people, because this guy sent a dick pic to a girl. I, now I didn't know who the guy was. She named him Coke Can Greg for penis? in her uh, messaging, so that's what he goes by now. Oh, <laughs> Coke, Coke Can Greg. Coke Can Greg. No, does his penis look like a Coke can? Oh, <sighs> I th- thought you guys had the real it. picture no, of it. No, I didn't have I wanted to see, well. I haven't wow. even seen this. Wow. <laughs> that sounds Jim, you sound like Tommy Lee. <laughs> I want to see everyone's dick. <laughs> like his phone needs to be charged. <laughs> I want to see everyone's dick. <laughs> that's the weirdest drop. Anyway, Cocan Greg, uh, I, I don't know if he knows this girl, Kate, or, or doesn't know her. Melissa. I'm sorry, Melissa. But I looked at the picture of her, and I'm like, well, she looks like a pretty cute girl. So somehow late at night, he sends her dick pic. Yeah. And she Sprawled. was not pleased by it. Uh, it's gross, too. He's big. He's, like, really heavy. He's got boobs. I mean, it doesn't look like it would be a picture any girl. He doesn't know it's her. Like super or guys furry. or girls would like it, potentially. He, he just entered her DMs and sent a dick yeah. pic. Hey, bestie, it's the weekend. Woo! I've already started. Join me for a drink. Ah. And then, boom, there's his dick pic. Oh, but uh, it's, it's all censored now. Yeah. Anyway, Barstool uh, says, uh, you know, if I ever save a DM like this, uh, there's zero chance I'd be able to keep to myself. I'd be running from desk to desk at work like a demented Johnny Appleseed, making sure I planted this image in everyone's mind since we're already <laughs> stuck in mind. You guys got to see this. Thankfully, Schubert, that's Melissa, also knew the world needed to see this, and she took to her own Instagram story with the caption, Greg, bestie, I'm going to have to cha- charge you a service fee for sending me this atrocity. And she put out his dick pic on her oh, Instagram. All which right. She's got quite a following. I think, she, I think she also put the emoji over the penis. That way, you know, she's not doing revenge porn. Oh, well, she's he, the only he, person in the world who's... You know, isn't that amazing? Got any that, sort of standards? No, you're right, Brandon. She had to do that for legal purposes. She's pretty, she's pretty bright. Because him sending her a dick pic is not illegal. Even though she didn't want it, didn't ask for it, and in fact, in a million years, if you look at her, she's very attractive, she would not ever want to see that dick pic. And that doesn't- (laughs) That would never happen. Just look like a dick pic? That looks like a butthole pic, too. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. He's all sprawled. almost Hope Solo. How is he taking that picture? Yeah, how is he holding that? Selfie stick. He needs some manscaping, too. (laughs) Oh, big time. By the way, the Manscaped trimmer is really nice. If you haven't heard about that ad, promo code Drew. Holy shit. Does that guy have his wiener out? Has he got a ring camera? Like the little thing, so that it intensifies the light on the area. Well, you know a lot about this tree. 
I've done a lot of the experience with photography. photography well, yeah, sure. Uh, this is where the wheels really On start sheets. start to fall off the wagon for old Greg when he sees that his unsolicited dick pic is now public and his genitals referred to as an atrocity. He flips out. Uh-oh. Really? What the fuck? Can you please delete this? I was drunk. This is a private message to you. I've deleted the pic and message. If you didn't like it, now you do the same. He, he couldn't even look at it again. He was like, oh, shit. What, what have I done? This was a private mess. This was only meant for you. <laughs> you, special Melissa. I give you this present. When she does not delete the harassment he sent, he flips to become the victim since he's now the one receiving abuse. He highlights his own <laughs> politeness, leaving out the part where he drops his messy cock and balls into her world, and says he hopes she does the right thing. Are you fucking serious? I politely asked you to delete the story. Now you've posted more. I told you I regret sending you the pic and message, deleted them, and I've apologized. But what you're doing is harassment because of your stories of guys spouting abuse at me and my DMs. If you have a problem with me, you should have discussed it with me privately. I've apologized. I can't do anymore. I hope you can do the right thing and delete this. Oh, my God. He's not self-aware. And this was completely unsolicited. She says... Then he says, I'll report you for harassment. (laughs) She says, true, you can read in as Melissa. You sent me a naked photo of your disgusting taint and balls. <laughs> and I've done the same to many other women. You think you have grounds to report for harassment? And then crying emoji. Get fucked, Greg. I hope you never send a photo like that to a stranger again. And get your sack checked out. Looks like a rotting sponge. <laughs> oh. When his long-winded pleas resolve nothing and her Instagram stories remain, Greg takes a step further and reaches out to another poker pro. She's a professional poker player. Danielle Anderson, who he believes is uh, Melissa's boss oh. at her casino job. Oh. So he's calling her boss nice. to tell on her to go tattle for she, his dick pic. She publicized my dick pic. Yeah. And that's supposed <laughs> Anderson has never... Uh, by the way, her the person he thinks is her boss has never met Schubert, uh, Melissa, and... Uh, doesn't even work with her. Anderson gleefully relays her own conversation with Greg back to Schubert, who continues to share the whole thing. Um, update. Cocaine Greg would like a word with my employers. <laughs> Melissa says. <laughs> oh, do you know Melissa Schubert personally? You think you're being funny? I've been harassed all night. Do you have any information about her? Yeah, she's great, but you should not have sent her that pic unsolicited. Ah. <laughs> She's obviously not great. She's a fucking bitch. I apologize to her multiple times because of her. I'm being abused. Do you know who her employers are? Then uh, it says, if you have the time, I cannot recommend you read the entire exchange enough. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I'm Greg. Do you have an employee named Melissa Schubert working at your hotel? I'd like to talk to you about her. Uh, I'm the poker room manager. Melissa's one of my dealers. Why? Is there a problem? Yes, there is. I messaged Melissa the other day. She didn't like my message, which can happen. I tried to sort out privately with Melissa, but she posted our private conversation in Instagram stories multiple times, which encouraged abuse and harassment, which I've received since. Multiple people messaging me hate, and one man who tried to video call me multiple times. Wanted to make you aware of the type of staff you have working for you. Wow. What a bitch he is. What a fucking tattletale. I know. What a baby. Um... I, tr- I make it a point to not be friends with my employees on social media, so I'm unaware of whatever was posted or why. Can you provide more context? Oh. Uh, <laughs> trap? Oh, he sends it? He's no, I don't know no, what no. I'm oh. doing, and everybody hates me. He says, I sent her a flirty uh, DM. Flirty? She's a very beautiful <laughs> woman. A flirty DM. That's he how calls you flirt. That a flirty balls DM. and a penis. That slob Coke thinks that's cam. flirting. 
She didn't like it. Not a problem with me. But instead of sorting it out privately between us, I like the way people like him think there's a way to properly do this. Right. The guy that sends dick pics to complete strangers thinks that there's there's uh, there's some there's level a right of manners that way. should be followed. I moved on her like a bitch. But instead of sorting out privately between us, she put the conversation out publicly on multiple Instagram stories. I deleted the original I sent to her and she didn't like it and asked politely if she could delete her story, not post anymore and stop people harassing me. She did none of those things, sent me an abusive <laughs> message, then blocked me. I've been harassed because of her sins. <laughs> I should cry about it. Coke can Greg. So let's see. What does the... Dealer guy say he mentioned something about hey I'll oh. contact HR but just for reference is this the flirty DM in question and then he <laughs> posts the picture, the picture. <laughs> it says I can't show it in the blog but please know the balls are incredibly wrinkly like a cauliflower <laughs> <laughs> covering his dick. <laughs> I sent a message too. I was drunk though and said sorry multiple times. Why has she sent you that pic? She put that pic but censored on her story without my permission. Now she sent it to you without my permission. Uh, the photo is needed for the official HR report that will be filed. Oh, and they're screwing with him. It'll be renewed by a committee as soon as possible. Oh my God, this fucking guy. Can you believe it? Does he think he's won? Uh, yeah, I think he thinks he's getting her fired, I guess. So let's see, that leads to, um, well, just click. Shall I send you the disgusting uh, hate messages I've received because of her for the report? <laughs> no, please. As far as I'm aware, uh, employees, uh, I don't employ any of those people, so I'm not sure it's applicable. But if you could send me the message where Melissa requested this photo, that would be helpful. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I have no idea who the people are that message me. Even though it's not her directly, she promoted targeted harassment against me. Oh, he evades the other question. I'm assuming since no reasonable person would send an unsolicited photo of that nature, Melissa must have requested it. Yes? I'd like a copy of that message so it can be included in the official report. <laughs> I'd really appreciate your assistance in gathering information for the committee. I assure you, we'll be looking very, very closely at this unfortunate situation. Oh, heat is on. <laughs> Coke can. No, I started the conversation with her. I regret saying the pick and message. I said I'm sorry multiple times, but everything that happened after that is not my fault. It's not <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Wow. I said sorry. Okay, so what's the next message? Uh, my thing kind of cuts it off. I guess he sends his own... His Oh, it's, it's she. he sends the message where she ends with, it looks like a rotting sponge. <laughs> and then the, the guy, the head of the dealer says... Once the words abuse and harassment are used, it's company policy to contact law enforcement. Oh. We provide them with the messages and the photo in question. They may want to speak with you. What? <laughs> I forwarded the message and photo onto our HR manager and have been told this is now a criminal matter. Materials will be turned over to police and the court system will take it from there. There's no need for the police to get involved. <laughs> I thought your company HR would discipline her and this would end. Can you stop them getting the police involved? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she, vol she voluntarily in saw your involuntarily. joke Involuntarily I think she's been punched enough, Greg It really does look like a rotting sponge <laughs> What the fuck? Rude bitch, just drop the whole thing Forget the HR report, don't get the police involved The abuse continues, I'll deactivate my cup Forget Ooh. the whole thing <laughs> I assure you none of this will be forgotten Ever Thanks again, Greg <laughs> So, wow. if she had publicly posted his dick, would that be revenge porn? Tough. 
to say goodbye to Craig. <laughs> yes, it's I believe so. Why yeah. though? He fucking sends her his dick. I understand. Privately? Why is that okay? I don't understand. Uh, but I believe I, if she posts it publicly, then yes, he'll he'd have a case for revenge porn. So why can I send my dick to anybody? I could I can like just send a mass dick pic to a, a million people and. They can't do anything You're fine. about it. They're forced to see it. You're in but the right. But as soon as they post it, then they're in trouble with me. Yeah. Try it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd love to. It's a weird system. Yeah. Well, I keep hearing, well, social media is new. We're a little behind the curve. Oh, no, that, I mean, that, we've been talking about this on and on and on. Years. It's just an endless yeah. topic that will never, apparently no one's going to solve this. I guess it's just the way we roll now, Right. Right. That's dick pics I just, everywhere. I just don't like the part where she posts it and she's she's in trouble, but he's not. Right. So he can send his gross, rotting scrotum dick pic, <laughs> which she has to see. But then she goes, oh, my God, look what this asshole sent me. And she's the bad guy. Well, to Greg, I think I, most people are on her side. Oh, I know. I, I agree. I totally okay. agree. I, I just, love the moment when Greg realized he was in such deep shit. <laughs> I know. That's really funny. <laughs> like, just forget what? the whole thing. <laughs> but um, that's weird because they take the effort to censor his dick when they post it. In other words, they're aware of the law. They're actually following the law when they right. do that. Yeah. Uh -huh. But Antonio Brown, on the other hand, he posts his wife blowing him mm -hmm. and them having sex. Yeah. And nobody cares about that either. She should. Yeah, she, she did. She complained to Snapchat. In fact, she, she said she's she's had him post stuff before, and she's complained to Snapchat multiple times. And they don't do anything. Snapchat isn't, I mean, they're not the police. She should really just. Well, they do make a whole lot of money doing what they do. They should money. care a little bit about yeah, revenge oh, porn, shouldn't they? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well. It's a, she's part of the problem because she keeps going back to that. True. So. No, I, I'm beating a dead horse. But the thing is that, you know, if nobody punishes Antonio Brown, then he's bound to do it to someone else because oh, nothing happened, right? Well, he was hacked. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I forgot, Jim. All he, that's all he had to say, right? And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I'm so sorry. Actually, it kind of happened to a friend. He's a victim. It did? He, I don't want to say friend. A guy I knew. Wait, who's your friend? Who are we talking about? You want me to say his name? Greg, Cocaine Greg? No, 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 I don't want you to say his no, name. No, this guy, this the guy. guy I know. He's known for, for causing some trouble. Well, he was hitting on these girls and he was <gasps> being a complete asshole to them at a bar in another state. Well, it turns out he left his phone there. Oh. So they what, went through his phone. What kind, oh. of a, what kind of a dick was he being? I'm just curious. Oops. This is out of state, you said? Correct. Correct. What a dumb fuck. But what, he's, what, how much of an asshole could somebody be? Just guy's a total douchebag. Is it a bar? He was, he was known for just being the, the biggest fucking prick to girls. and then He was very obnoxious. They'd end up hooking up with him. Really? So, so it, he worked. Just, it worked. It worked like for him. Like my friend with the rabbit in the room with the no sheets on the mattress. <laughs> Non-stop. I mean, exactly. you would not believe the quality of women I saw walk out of that room in the morning. Same, same, like, same way with the guy. like mud. But one day, the, the next morning, we look on his Facebook page, and there's pictures of his dick on there. <laughs> what is going on? We couldn't get a hold of him. We're trying to call him. Come to phone. find out, yeah, he left his phone. They went through Ooh. it, and they're like, "Fuck this guy!" And they posted pictures of his dick <laughs> all over his face, and they were up for like three, four days. Oh my god! Did his dick post well? Did it, did it, what, did it photograph well? I'm trying to use the phone. Did yeah, it look like a rotting sponge? I kind of. It was all right. 
It looked okay. Did, did he was that, he was proud of it afterwards. That guy, yeah, pissed, I don't, that guy I don't pisses give a me shit. off. Look he's at my an dick. asshole to women. They all sleep with him anyway. Like yep. see, he yeah. leaves his phone. They post his dick pic against his will. And people go, oh, man, pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, and he pretty likes much. it. <laughs> and he's happy. Not with how it worked out for Greg. <laughs> he didn't have a rotting scrotum. <laughs> Jeez, God, life is tough all over. But some people get all the breaks. <laughs> yep. Um, it's time to welcome our newest sponsor, Ghost Budsters, small batch craft cannabis. Ghost Budsters in Michigan is the caregiver owned and operated by owners that actually work the garden and manage the operation to ensure the quality. And that's why Ghost Budsters has won six Cannabis Cup awards. Yeah. They are small. They, these are like one guy's a pipe fitter, one guy's an electrician. These are all really right. such Michigan, Southeast Michigan guys. It's Trimmed great, by hand? Great story. Yes, they are out there in the garden. At least Brandon is. By the way, Brandon was so psyched for Brandon to try it, and I'm sure he's probably so Some people geeked. were saying there's more samples. I don't know. It's crazy. Yes, there are, Jim. Did you want a sample of Ghost Budsters? Well, I don't. Maybe someone I know does. I, oh, okay. I, might, I might want another sample, too. Just, I'm, I'm just saying, Marcus inquired, and I, you know, I got to oh, help out. Marcus. No, it'd be great oh, to yeah. get Marcus's opinion. It seems that uh, people are very impressed by the product. Well, on Twitter, it's high quality. we've already had people go to some of the local dispensaries and really? ask yeah, to... Uh, Wow. Hey, hey, can you stock this for me? So appreciate oh, that's great. that. We appreciate that. Well, wow. it'd be great, too, if they would go to the places where they can actually get it, but they are trying to get it more locations. But, Trudy, tell everybody where they can well, get the, Ghost this Budsters. Cannabis Cup award-winning crop is meticulously hand-trimmed by the actual growers, growers that care and are passionate about their trade, not by corporate SOPs. And their premium packaging ensures the product stays fresh. Those are nice, sturdy jars, too. Can't smell anything, either. I know. Um, no, Ghost Budsters. Really- Find them at one of your favorite dispensaries like Vibe, King of Buds, Monroe, uh, Information Entropy, Ann Arbor, Breeze, Hazel Park, Shango, also in Hazel Park. Look at Hazel Park. Hmm. And many more Ghost Budsters Cannabis. Ask for it by name. And then we got our friends at Zot Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. They love this time of year. The season's changing and it feels like it's time for something shiny and new. Whether you're looking to lease or purchase something new, head to Zot Chrysler Dodge uh, Jeep Ram right now. Plus the crew at Zot has the best Google ratings and pricing in the D. Speaking of the best in the D, Zot's inventory is one of the largest around, so you're sure to find the car of your dreams in stock and ready to go. If not, Jeff Schneider, Thad Zot, they will get on it and custom order your new ride and get you exactly what you want. So go check out Ram Power Days at all three Zot locations, Highland, White Lake, and New Hudson. You can lease a new 22 Ram 1500, at four forty nine a month, or a new twenty two Jeep Compass for just two ninety nine a month. When you order a new vehicle, five hundred dollars Mopar accessories. Finally, no better place to turn in your lease than Zot, because all the extra equity from your current vehicle gets put down to lower your payment on the new one. Get details and surf their sexy inventory at dealsinthed.com. Legacy as well. Yeah, yeah. Another wanna... great message from Legacy, by the way. Somebody just got their. Home and a couple vehicles um, got bids on them from Legacy, and they saved sixteen hundred dollars, and they're very psyched. Yeah, I think that was all up. Yeah, that or Mark Plakowski, one of those guys. <laughs> Could have been. And well, you know, it was small. It was Small Business Day. Was that what uh, President Biden was celebrating? Yeah, why didn't he call Legacy instead Le- of yeah. Brittany? Adam Green. Legacy Partners <laughs> uh, specialize in small business insurance. As a matter of fact. And also can save you money on your home and auto. As we told you, if you're 64 or older and you need to reach out to Legacy because they can help you with the Medicare puzzle for no charge. Don't get scammed. 
Uh, people who call during open enrollment, try to scare you, call Legacy and get into the right plan. Ignore all those telemarketers. Independent, and they shop all carriers for your insurance to find you the best deal, and you'll hate your current insurance carrier once you dump them. Here's what you need to do. Call 586-209-4106 and tell them the Drew and Mike show sent you. Just forgetting a quote and tell them that we sent you. Uh, you're going to be put in the drawing for a $50 gift card. So Steve Roth. Go to Legacy Partners. Tell them that you heard it here. 586-209-4106. Yeah, they mentioned uh, small business when we started working with them because there's so many new small businesses, but they do large businesses too. They want people yeah. to know they insure large businesses as well. So they're not Patrick. limited. They're not that small. But <clears throat> when you mentioned scammed in the commercial, and Trudy uses the word grift a lot, which grift, doesn't grift seem like that word has so many more applications oh. now? Yeah, there are a lot more grifters. I was wondering, I know this is an unanswerable question, but I wonder if you took the total GDP of the world, what percent of it is grift? <laughs> I mean, assuming you include that in the GDP. Well, it is part of the GDP because people earn money. Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, we were talking about the, um, well, I'm just going to call it a grift. I think it's more than, it's worse than a grift. Michigan's Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity <laughs> Department. Oh, yes. Which spends $18 million a year employing an entire department of people to make sure the university population is properly diverse and inclusive. And what they said was they started this, you know, diversity 2.0 program in 20. 2015 or 16, and they allotted $85 million to uh, try and properly come up with a more uh, diverse population within their student body. They increased the number of African Americans by 270. They spent $85 million and $18 million a year in the department over six or seven years. And they got 270 new students that are African American above Basically and beyond. 40 a year. And actually, they said they said the the percentage had gone down. The percentage went from 4.9 to 4.7. But I think when they added graduate students in, there were actually 270 more. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> I did the math on it. It was incredible the amount of money they spent per student to add. I mean, it's like that's a grift to me. Just so they can say they're dealing with it. Hey, we're working on it. Yeah. We're doing everything we can. Look, look at all these people we employ and all the... And these people are paid really well, too. High salaries in the department. That's a really... I mean, and, I don't know what they do. They count all day, I'm assuming. And they got fewer... One black, one white, one black, one white. <laughs> Just walking around the campus. <laughs> they got fewer people in than before there was a diversity... Is that, is that what you're saying? The that percentage was a little bit lower. Lower than yeah. when they didn't have one. Right. Wow. Before the 2.0 program. Now, I don't know about before that, or, you know, this program is, is like the blob. The equity department just is like a more employees, more employees, more employees, more money. Like everything else at universities. We need more money. We need more money. I mean, they always need more money. They got to pay off Larry Nasser's victims a billion dollars or whatever. I mean, grift, 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 grift. Some people would call some of that grift, uh, which I don't think is fair. But here's another grift. Michigan State. Did anybody read the story about Michigan State and their investigation of uh, Sanjay Gupta being fired. He was the head of the business department. I didn't Anybody read see it. the story. Okay. Sanjay what, Gupta? What, Sanjay Gupta, not that Sanjay oh, Gupta. Okay. Oh, okay. But here's the way the story works. Michigan State's Board of Trustees, of course, got very worked up when it became known that there was an event, uh, MSU-related event, where a professor danced provocatively and inappropriately with a student. 
And of course, this is, I mean, we know that colleges are so concerned about this. I mean, we hear about it with the athletes all the time, how terribly concerned they are and they want better. And so, you know, they have now laws within the university where uh, you must report this immediately to so-and-so and and you must report this to so-and-so. And and actually they don't do anything because we know all the things that have gone on there, all the professors that are banging chicks and getting, (laughs) remember the guy that was getting all the dick pics for the the nude shots of his students, female students. And he went to prison for five years and he retired. He got retirement from the university. What's the tenure? What are you going to do? His pension? They don't do anything. So, but they try to pretend they're doing something. So, um, anyway, this 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 crazy dancing professor, this penis softening professor, because whatever (laughs) he was doing sounds very penis softening for everyone in the room. You haven't seen it. No, it's true. It could have been hot. I don't know. But whatever he did was so horrible that someone reported it. You know, virtually immediately. But the I think it's the, was it the president of the university who didn't report it and he knew about it? And there was somebody else who knew of it and didn't report it. So they immediately said, oh, you knew about it and you didn't report it. And I think one of the guys said, well, I knew he reported it. Well, but it's anyway, not on them, it's on the guy that did the stupid shit. Well, exactly. Kind of. <laughs> it. Oh, no, Jim, you're so right. So anyway, um, the board of trustees is just so, what a whirlwind of a, what an incredibly complicated story. We, we've got to have a law firm brought in to study this entire event and interview everyone. And we must have a full report. So the cost of investigating the uh, business school leader who danced inappropriately with an undergrad and wasn't properly reported by everyone who knew about it, which did, I think the, the somebody got the, the head of the business department got fired and I think the president of the university eventually left over this, or was part of why he left. Wow. Anyway, this investigation about the inappropriate dancing cost $550,000. That's a grift. <laughs> that is a grift. Yeah. I mean, I'm including a lot of things in this grift. But I mean, and look at all the, all the catfish people who catfish money out of people by saying, hey, I'm this hot chick. And they're actually yeah. a dude or, yeah. or they're a not hot chick. <laughs> like, I mean, wouldn't the, the attorneys just investigate yeah. it? Or yeah, they the charge $100,000 an hour, though. And apparently it took 550 hours to go through the guy's dancing. And, <laughs> I mean, to me, there's like five phone calls to make that should take an hour and a half. Yep. To get to and, the bottom of it. But no, they spent 550 grand and they're going, we need more money. We need more money. We need more money. Every MSU student, you know, you get this stuff in the mail. We need more money. Oh my God, we need more money. So they can spend it on shit like this. Wow. Appalling. Grift. Wow. So I just, I just got me wondering because there's just so much grifting and rip crypto and NFTs. I mean, look at look at how much of the economy is actual grift. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? How great would this world be if we spent our money on real shit? If, if yeah, no, wouldn't that be did. nice? Can you get stock in uh, the grift economy? <laughs> Since it's so, it's that's doing a, so well. That's a great idea. A mutual fund of grifters, where <laughs> you invested in individual grifters who believe we're better at grifting. That's a great. I love that idea. That makes sense. I mean, they're producing money, so yeah, you'd have some cryptos and some NFTs. People investing in that. Some people in Nigeria, you know, who make a lot of phone calls to yeah. people in the states yeah. who are active online. And if they do well, then you do well because you invested exactly. in exactly. No, it's a great you idea. You wish. <laughs> yeah. So um, that guy. Yeah, and then. Uh, that reminds me of the Oxford story, which is another one, Jim, you mentioned. Well, what about the guy dancing? Isn't he the bad guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's the guy dancing. How, they always want to blame it. They always want to, uh, er, complicit. I am so sick of complicit. Uh, you know, I listened to, um, 
I was listening to the wrong soul of Detroit the other day. I was trying to listen to the show. They were recording live somehow. I hit, <laughs> I hit the show from the previous week, yes. which Teresa was on, ML's wife. And she's a great reporter, and she was reporting on Oxford. And they were talking about how when this 15-year-old student who got a gun for his birthday, who was really fucked up, and the parents knew he was fucked up. In fact, he said he was seeing ghosts, and, you know, he, was, he didn't care about anything. He was, you know... He was terribly depressed and lonely and a really sad story. Um, and then it got unbearably sad when he took the gun to school and had it in his backpack when they caught him drawing pictures of people shooting people. Ugh. And he'd been caught with bullets, looking at bullets on his phone the day before. Yeah. And they called him into the room. They called the parents. The parents came to school and they said, Evan's having some kind of violent mental activity going on. We were very nervous about this. We need to take him home. And they said, no, we don't, we're not taking him home because we're both going to work. So if you want to send him home alone, that's fine. <laughs> and so they kept him at school. And what does he do? He gets the gun out of his backpack and kills four students. God, those people. <clears throat> so I'm listening to the, the story about it and the depositions and the stuff that comes out, you know, like the, the principal of the university says, I can't say anything. An hour after the shooting announces that I can't say anything to any of you. I can't talk to you. Wow. He's already worried about the legal liability. The union rep who tells teachers, don't write anything down. Oh. Don't write anything down. And all don't, the blame. And, and there's teachers who are named in the lawsuit. That's impeding too. a criminal investigation. Exactly. Though. I agree. A hundred percent. So, but now there's so much debate about, gee, how much trouble are these teachers and how much trouble is the principal and how much trouble is the counselor and who didn't, you know, make sure he left the school. And by the way, no one talks about the security guard who thought it was a drill, who walked by a dying child uh -huh. oh. with blood pouring out of their face and thought, oh, it's a drill. It's crazy. <laughs> this is a crazy one. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about her being sued. But nonetheless, you know, all these people, uh, his fault, his fault, your fault, parents' fault. He shot him. The fucking kid shot him. And in my opinion, there's the parents and there's everybody else. And it's not even close. They should have, when they were informed of this, they should have come to school and taking them home and but they they're not those kind of parents right they're the kind of parents that when he gets arrested for shooting them they get four burner phones and they go hide in detroit right and you know it's sad too the the, the schools prob probably i don't know this but worried oh we're going to send him home then there's going to be a lawsuit and potentially right i mean oh from the, the family cuz he does if he doesn't shoot anyone correct yeah no well, the, then, no, then, the then, parents then, always defend their kids oh yeah, yeah, we gave him a gun he's great with his gun his target practice, he handles it perfectly. He's clearly the only one to blame, or the biggest one. Yeah. But then his parents, I, I, and the, the they parents, have some blame. The what? Oxford parents have demanded action on gun legislation within 100 days, which I have news, not going to happen. Yeah. Because they want to ban assault rifles, and they want to do this, and they want to do that. It's not going to happen. They've been doing that for 24 years since but Columbine. Have they made a decision about what to do if something like this happens in the future, if there are other... Crumblies. Oh no, they always do, Trudy, you know, and they like, always have to train for it. What, they have training sessions yeah, where, what, hey, there's a shooting in the school. What do you do? What Here's happens, what you do. What happens if you have another student that is questionable that you think may be, you know, a problem? Well, and it'll the, be at another school that it'll, next time it'll be at another school that won't know how to react and will go through this for the first time, like yep. all the other ones have gone through for the first time. I mean, I don't mean to sound hopeless about this, but my goal, and I, I don't think that many people agree with me, but I think the parents need to be the person who has the gun that the kid got. That's the person I want punished. That's the law I wish existed. That 
Okay, they bought him a gun for his birthday, which I guess is sort of kind of legal because kids love to hunt in Oxford and parents hunt with their kids. And I understand that whole culture. But if you have a, a, a troubled teenager and you allow them access to a loaded gun and they go shoot up a school, then they can't do that. That's not legal for them to take that gun to school. Right. So if, it, if it's not their responsibility, the parents bear some responsibility. I don't know why legally, because you see this all the time where so-and-so shot up this place, so-and-so shot up that place. Oh, it wasn't his gun. Well, I always want to know whose gun was it and how did they get it? How did they get someone's gun? I mean, people, shouldn't they hold more responsibility for, I mean, it, yeah. it's probably That'd way too That'd be step late. number one, Drew. That'd be the, the simplest like solution. It. Yeah, I mean, I know there's 380 million guns in America, so it's it's a pretty long shot. But if they started that we're doing solve that, this problem, I'm gonna go. I better make sure no one gets my fucking gun. Or just announce that you know what, we're the gun country, and fuck yeah. it, this shit happens. Yep, I don't want to hear any more complaining. So yeah, every I, every day is gonna be the purge in the United States of America. You know, like the movie The Purge. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, you have people, it's The Purge. I would think you'd like that movie. Uh, what I, is it new? No, no, no it's no, a couple it's years old. Series. Can I watch it on the show so I can answer the question? <laughs> Basically, like one day a year, everybody gets, gets to go, yeah, do whatever the fuck they want, kill people. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So everyone's hunkering Sounds down. Like a good movie, Trudy. <laughs> it was. There's been a few of them. Yeah, I think there's been like four or five. Really? Oh, you need purge one, two, three, and four and five. Yeah. It's ha- but we're living in it. It's Where happening now. So. Um, yeah. No. I. Well, one day a year for everybody. I don't know about that, but I mean, of course, when there's 380 million guns. Shit's going to happen. But yeah. we value, there's a certain number of people in this country, and I think it's more than 50%, who value their rights as gun holders more than they're concerned or more than they're concerned about the crazy shit that happens once in a while. I mean, isn't that true? It's, I mean, hasn't time proven that? After, after yeah. The, yeah. The, the school shooting in Sandy Hook, I think it was pretty apparent that you know, we take our, our gun rights pretty fucking seriously, and we don't like a bunch of fucking laws. You're right. I mean, yeah. Didn't we pretty much, we've said that over and over and over. Mm. And I don't care what laws are put Own in it. place. Like, this shit's going to happen. Right. If but there's I, that many guns out there. I'm I, not saying good or bad. Like, it's, it's going to happen. Want, I still want people that own guns, and I would think responsible gun owners would feel the same way, but I don't think they do necessarily, that... When people let guns get into the wrong hands and it's not done in a legal way, that they bear some responsibility. Prison. That's all. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is prison in some cases. Ugh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Where you get prison food and penis. Exactly. <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, Ghost Budsters. I don't know if you knew this brand. Do you know they sponsor the Boner Line now? Wow. Nice. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. I would like to try another sample in honor of the boner line. And, right, and I think it would be, the boner line would be even funnier after you sample. After Ghost Budsters? <laughs> yeah. Everything's funnier. Um, but first, uh, yeah. Luke Nowacki wants to remind you, uh, you, John Bobbitt, that if you're facing a big financial decision, like in like getting 40 to $60 million in a lawsuit over water at Camp Lejeune, which cost John his feet, I mean, uh, and who knows what else, uh, but but honestly, you know, in normal cases, people buying homes, selling homes, buying cars, all the things you do, putting kids through college or trying to help put kids through college, all these financial decisions, it's important to have a plan, which is why a lot of people need someone to help them with their goals and how to make them actualize. Luke Nowak and his team at MFC Pinnacle Wealth Strategies would love to help you plan for all your financial goals today and into the future. Call Luke at 248-663-4748 for a complimentary consult to see if your plan aligns with your goals, 
Security and Investment Advisory Services off through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, I'm a member of FNRSAPC. Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated is separately owned, and other entities in our market, seeing names, products, or service reference here, are independent of Royal Alliance Associates. And Lady Jane's, the award-winning hairstyling experience. Uh, so many of our fine listeners go there, get their haircuts, stamp the Drew and Mike logo when they go, get there or when they leave. And register for a once-in-a-lifetime chance to win a down payment for your dream home. Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. Open seven days a week. Walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome. And our newest sponsor, Ghost Budsters. And uh, availability is, well, they, they would love you to request Ghost Budsters if you go and you can't find it. But you can find it at Vibe, all locations, King of Buds in Monroe, Information Entropy in Ann Arbor, Breeze in Hazel Park, and Shango in Hazel Park, and many more. Ghost Budsters Cannabis. Ask for it by name. And Jim, I'm going to go get you some while the boner line is rolling. Oh, perfect. Oh, go, go give me friend. to my friend. I'll give it to my friend. Yeah, go give me some, too. This is boner line number 263. It's 20966 boner to call it or to text it or to send anything to it. Um, I've, I've been having a lot fewer calls these days. So what? go on and save that in your phone and give it a call whenever you want. Here is the latest. Drew, Mark, Brandon, Trudy. Hello. Rattle trap sighting. <laughs> Inkster, Schoolcraft, Livonia, Michigan. Oh boy. The rattle trap was leading the way, turning right onto Schoolcraft. And then there was a second one with pulling a trailer. <laughs> it wasn't quite as decked out as the first rattle trap. Hmm. But it was definitely with the rattle trap. They're yeah, good people. <laughs> yes, I've got a serious question for you guys. Here it is. Who's worked more over the past couple months? Uh-huh. Megan and Harry? Uh-huh. Howard yeah, Stern? Uh-huh. Or Drew and Mike podcast? <laughs> Welcome back. I'm glad you can cobble back another podcast for us. Jesus. But I have a suggestion. Here's you have a new sponsor. I wish them well. Hopefully look forward to trying some of their products. Mm-hmm. But you need to do a show where you're all baked. <laughs> I don't mean just, you know, take a little bit to take the edge off, but you guys need to be baked. I think that would be a funny show. It would be a good commercial for their product. Yes, I have an audio separated at birth, talking with Gary Graff about his book, separated at birth with John Wayne Gacy. Got an audio separated at birth, Gary Gacy. Gary Graff and John Wayne Gacy. How did you get them to go along with this, Gary? Well, so this this is the flip side of that. They approached me. And then he started... Coming on to me. Gary. Drew keeps talking about the girl that Koberger dated on Tinder and how she's below his uh, standards or whatever. It could have been me. But they dated so long ago, there's an inside edition story that shows a picture of her from when she dated him. And oh my God, she has gone downhill since that picture. I just never messaged him back after that. Mm, yeah, no. Hey, just let you guys know, man, that uh, that Koberger line of having child-bearing hips, he stole that from Dwight Schrute of The Office. I had good birthing Dwight. hips. birthing hips. I can't believe you guys actually Googled how to dispose of a 115-pound woman. Hey, Google, show me photos. <laughs> how to dispose of a 115-pound woman. Now that's on Drew's computer, and what the hell is he supposed to do when he finally murders Trudy? If I had more testosterone, I'd kill you! I'm worried about Trudy. Turns out you guys are always making her die, like 
Drew was saying, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. Ah, you ain't dead. And then you guys were talking about what would happen if Trudy died and you finished the show. <laughs> I just think, Trudy, you need to uh, you need to watch these guys. What would you do if she died? <laughs> All right, here's my joke. Why does John Wayne Bobbitt not stand a chance with Trudy Daniels? Because she doesn't like short guys, and he just lost two feet. But I'm Bob. Good one. Audio separated at birth when John Bobbitt goes, Trudy, where are you at? And James Brown saying, Ted, where are you at? John! Hey, where's my girlfriend at? <laughs> She's not here oh, today. Trudy's not here today. There? She's doing research. Trudy, where are you at? Ted, where are you at? She's researching for your podcast. Yeah. I'm saying I, I want to mingle. I don't really know a particular line, but I was getting really heavy Dahmer vibes <laughs> from uh, Mr. Bobbitt there when he called. Where's my girlfriend at? That's what they call doing a Dahmer. You love Jeffrey Dahmer. So yeah, has anybody uh, pointed out that fucking Bobbitt is so stupid he lost his dick and his feet? How many more body parts is this guy gonna lose? Where's my dick? I probably should have left a trailer breadcrumbs. It's separated at birth here. John Wayne Bobbitt. I think it's his laugh in the verse where his um, dingling is in the grass looking for a familiar piece of ass or whatever. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? He does this little <laughs> and it sounds like that lady from the cops show. So they went out to check the grass. My pee-pee was looking for some familiar ass. <laughs> Dude, this is your shell of thought. How the fuck is Bobby gonna drive a truck if he lost both his feet? Where's my feet? <laughs> hey, I've got an audio separated at birth. Gary Coleman yelling at you guys, what the hell do you want? And the lady yelling at the judge, are we done here yet? What the hell do you want? Are we done here? Yeah, when Naz was uh, essentially reading the script of the first two episodes of Batman, yeah. uh, he left out an important detail that I can't believe he doesn't know. How do you uh, leave Joel out? St. John was dressed up by the Riddler as Robin. Shit, yeah. They called her the Robinette. And actually, 40 years later, she won Best Podcast in Detroit. We won Best Detroit Podcast. That's bullshit. Yeah, you guys are talking about the I Had a Bad Day song. I am not having a good day! Whenever my kids were all crabby in the car, I'd play that song to troll them and they would get so fucking angry. <laughs> I love it. Yikes, you're strict. I finally watched Top Gun Maverick and I gotta say, fucking amazing. Duh. <laughs> yeah, that movie is fucking great. All the crazy loopy loops they did with the planes. Dweller H. Flat out amazing. Bruh, we know. And I'm not going to lie, I don't know if I should say this part, but when Val Kilmer made his appearance, oh. I almost cried. Pussy. <laughs> hey, I just heard you guys talking about the whale. I just saw it a couple days ago. You've got to check it out, and you've got to bring Cliff Notes Theater out of retirement for this one. It's perfect. You won the game ball every day. It's self-important and cringy and best opening scene ever. A 900-pound man jacking off to gay porn. You'll love it. You're my lighthouse. You got audio separated at birth. Uh, Brennan Frazier saying good things will happen and Chris Farley. Get to your feet and go to the light. Good things will happen. I can't see real good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? Brendan Frazier. Super Dave. 
sounded just what? like him in that clip you're playing. Brendan Fraser during his acceptance speech and Marty Funkhouse from Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's about finding the light in a dark place. P.S. Your cunt is in the sink. <laughs> oh, oh, it's the big old 209-66-BONER. Please call it. Please text it. Store it in your phone. Tell your wife what it is so she doesn't yell at you when she comes across it. And give me a whole bunch of submissions listening in. And I, I heard Tom Cruise in there, and that reminded me. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, did you see who Scientology's latest recruit happens to be? No. Who? Well, we saw uh, we saw Tom Cruise, who was in a booth on was that Monday Night Football? Uh-huh. You know, with Tom Brady and, right? the, and yeah. you know, the the Bucks and the and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and right after they showed Tom Cruise, they went right to another person that was in that booth. Hulk Hogan. So uh, we've always known that Hulk Hogan is really close to clear. He he always he's from Clearwater, Florida. Oh, that's right. And now it appears that he's dating a woman that is uh, in Scientology and hanging out with uh, with Tom Cruise. So it looks like they're going to try to get some of that WWE. What is he going to do to help him? <laughs> yeah, good question. The WWE universe Money? has a lot of fans, man. I don't know. I I, I don't oh, know if he's no trying way. to tap into the if they're trying to tap into the actually wrestling business or if they're just trying to get some of his fans. Oh, I'm sure Hulkster's got a ton of money, but uh, he doesn't have you know Tom Cruise money, but he, he's got a bunch of it. So I don't know. It'd be really fun to see Hulk Hogan get uh, get some shit for being a Scientologist. And yeah, while and while that uh, boner line was Thanks. going on, he's gonna love this. Yeah, this is sad. Breaking news with Mort Krim. David Crosby has died. What? At the age of 81 years. Wow. That's funny that I'm shocked. I mean, I should not be shocked. He toasted two livers. (laughs) (laughs) He outlived them. Well, except for the last one. I mean, honestly, it's pretty fucking incredible he lived to 81. Really? I mean, seriously. I, I, I don't know much about... I mean, I've seen him on a documentary, and he did seem kind of ornery. Yeah. He's yeah. pretty ornery. He is. He's always been pretty ornery. Didn't we talk to Graham Nash, and yes. he, he was saying that... <laughs> what was he holding meetings while he was getting blowjobs when they lived together? And, yeah. Oh, that's he, ridiculous he lived, stuff he, like that. He was living, like, in a thruple, but I think it was, like, four girls. And, yeah, he was very progressive sexually. <laughs> he had a lot of women. But honestly, I only have to go back to the mid-80s. Was it the mid-80s when he was a wanted man? Yeah. He was on the run. Yeah. He had a big sailboat in Florida that I believe he was trying to get to to just sail away and live off the I don't know what. I mean, it was not a good plan. But he was such, he was so addicted to, was it speedballs, crack, and heroin? Uh, I know he loved crack cocaine. Think everything. A loon for crack cocaine. (laughs) While he was writing music, too? Like, was he doing that with CSNY? I think with CSNY, it was more pot, coke, alcohol. I think he was, you know, as you see with a lot, I don't know if you've seen this. You guys are old enough to have seen this. When a friend goes from being a lot of fun to a full blown addict, it's really sad. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a really weird line when people start crossing it. Oh, boy, that. That doesn't seem so funny anymore. But, yeah, he, in the 70s, he became out of control to the point that Crosby, Sills, and Nash, it was very hard to keep that unit together, but they did get most of their shows done, most of their shows done, some without David, some with David through some of the show. 
And he rode on a, as I recall, he rode on a second bus and huh. set things on fire all the time because he would drop his torch because he was torching his crack pipe. Oh, God damn. Sloppy and drug addicts. Too. Like set his equipment on fire like six times or something. And so they would crack ride. Crack is back. Pretty they amazing. would not ride in a bus with him. They refused to ride with Pretty him. Pretty amazing he's lived this long. You're right. Exactly. But the funny thing was when he was on the run, I just remember like he was so unhealthy, so fat, and so horribly disfigured from doing drugs. It was like, how can he be on the run? Know. Everyone knows he looks like he, well, could never run, he could never run away from anyone. <laughs> Couldn't find anyone in the 70s. Where is he? I want to talk to him. Well, All the serial killers. I want to say it was mid-80s uh, okay. when he was captured. And I've I never seen... I probably should have left a trailer breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen someone that age look so unhealthy. He looked so bad. Remember that, Trudy? Yeah. He was so blotchy. He was like Blotchney Spears, but even more blotchy. He had these giant blotches all over him. He had been picking his face, and he was just in horrible, horrible shape. And it was a miracle when he got out of prison and he was sober, and he returned to Stills and Nash, and eventually Stills, Nash, and Young. Right. Uh, in the early 2000s. Yeah, although I, I saw that I don't tour. think Neil was all that cool with him, really, but... Well, Neil... Um, yeah, I'm not sure how that happened. Uh, you know, Graham, Graham told us in the interview we had with him that Crosby, Sills, and Nash is a five to 10,000 seat arena act. Crosby, Sills, Nash, and Young is a 20,000 seat arena act. Wow, yeah. It's that simple. You put it that way. Yep. But you know, it's interesting because Neil Young on his own is not a 20,000 seat arena act. No. But you add him to the other three and yes, he is. Great song here. Almost. Then I smack the bubble. Cut my hair. Glad you like this too. I think it's my favorite it's David Crosby. Guitar. Was that Stills? With, uh, just the other day. Beginning of that, I think. Probably Stills, or yeah, probably Stills. I, I didn't like. The, I love this whole album now, but this I is do too. this was my least favorite song when I was like fourteen. I was like, oh, this one's dumb. Who was jamming it that you? Uh, you my hated? dad. My dad. Uh, really? Ooh, good taste. Wow. Um, isn't well, is long time gone, David Crosby? Oh, that's a different album. Uh, right? Deja Vu is Crosby, which Correct. to me is that's one of the best song. CSNY songs of all time. I almost started with that one. I'm like, nah, I'm going to do this one. He never had a hit, though, so to speak, whereas Stills had Love the One You're With, Neil had Heart of Gold, and Graham had Our House and yeah. um, Helplessly Hoping and a few others. Oh, I love had, Helplessly Hoping. It's for yeah, what it's worth. I like Graham's songs. They're They're soft. For what it's worth, stills or stills, yeah. Stills. Oh. Deja vu starts off a little soft, a little different. Yeah, it gets going though. They played yeah, it. it really at Wood- they played it at Woodstock. Oh, this is this is the whole album. That's my bad. No, that well, was it's the it. first song on the. It's, a, it's the first track. It's the first track on side one of the that LP. Was, Deja vu. No, isn't Carry On the first one? Oh, is it side two? First it track might be, side it two. It might be side carry two. Carry On's pretty good too. Yeah. That's bullshit. That was Carry On I played. So that was the first track. <laughs> carry On's a great song too. <laughs> Woodstock, yeah, Woodstock, you said. There's a, uh, there's also a... Wooden strips on the... Yeah, that was never my favorite. Really? Or triad. I, I don't know. I, like super soft David Crosby. I wonder if Brandon likes this. Well, once it gets going, I think it's hard not to like. I mean, this is really what they're all about. Some harmonizing man. Ah. Like when I got shushed at the show because... <laughs> like during this song. Even though it was an unknown song, it was a new song. <laughs> and... 
when Matt was shushed, he said, it's a new song. And he goes, they're singing three-part harmony, man! <laughs> Matt rebuts the sugar. <laughs> it was. It was a bathroom song, totally. If I had ever been in before on another time around the wheel, I would probably know just how to deal with all of you. This song just goes all over the place. Yeah, but I like right here. Yeah. Yeah. And I Time change. I mean, he's a hell of a singer and a hell of a harmonizer. Those guys did have something very magical. And uh, let's not forget David Crosby was in The Birds, too, which is a pretty fucking cool band. Yeah, hell yeah. That's why Crosby's Session Young got so much attention as a super group, because you had Neil Young and Stephen Stills coming from Buffalo Springfield, uh, Graham Nash coming from the Hollies, the Hollies, and David Crosby coming from the Birds. So that was a super fucking group. Did he sing with the Birds, though? Yeah, he sang. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they had they had multiple singers. I think, I want to say Gene Clark wrote more of their songs, and they had a whole album of Dylan covers, which did really well. But they had that twangy guitar, that jangly guitar sound, like Eight Miles High. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, oh, what's that Birds song I love so much? It's what's I, Happening? Well, well, that's that's a good bird song, yeah. Spaceman. Um, no, I'll tell you what I'm thinking of. Uh, Eight miles, Hi, Eight miles high is a great fucking song, though. That's yeah. that's to me the biggest bird song. Yeah, I think so too. I'll but put my um, in that. which one? Eight miles high. You said. Turn, turn, turn was a number one hit. Yep. Yeah, Eight miles. Play Eight miles high. My back pages. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm. That's been covered by so many people. I guarantee you'd know it if you listen to it. But play Eight miles high. Yeah, it's coming. It's got. Uh, 30 million streams. It's pretty good for a 1966 song, I believe. I think that was, I want to say it was the number one, too. Oh, the bass on this. Badass. Let's see if it's got a Wikipedia page. Love this guitar. See the, the jangly guitar of the birds. Hey! The Beatles were huge birds fans. Be good with some Ghostbusters. Plus, it's a stoner song. Yeah, Crosby wrote Eight Miles High with Gene Clark and uh, uh, Jim McGuinn. It was just Roger McGuinn. God, Roger McGuinn. I forgot about Roger McGuinn completely. That's a great fucking band. Reach number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100. My mom, a bigger hit than that. My mom liked Turn, Turn, Turn because it was a Bible verse. Yes, of course. <laughs> she always, every time. You know this is in the Bible. And <laughs> Mr. Tambourine Man was, I believe, a... That was a top ten hit. I'm pretty sure. It had to have been. And he is no longer with us. <laughs> but my back, my back pages. Um, that's such a classic by the Birds, and it was covered at the Dylan 30 year anniversary with different verses sung by, let's see, Roger McGuinn of the Birds, Tom Petty, George Harrison, Bob Dylan. Ooh, it's like the and, Wilburys almost. Uh, was Jeff Lynn out there? Oh Might God. have been Jeff Lynn. Yeah, Makes it was an sense. incredible performance. Just missing Roy Orbison. And of and course, Prince. 
it was determined that Bob Dylan, because it was the Bob Dylan 30-year you know, anniversary concert in 92, should sing the last verse. And Bob Dylan said, no, George sings the last verse. Really? Dylan! I want to hear my back page. Are we having what problem? Is he supposed to call us? No, I'm supposed to call Oh, him. we're supposed to call him? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, oh. yeah, call Rick. But get my back pages on! <laughs> what the... We were debating Dirty White Boy for Rick or uh, Play That Music White Boy, Play That Funky Music White Boy. Or My Back Pages. Or My Back Pages, why not? Rick was probably a big uh, David Crosby fan, right? <laughs> I would think so. Should we, uh, we should ask him to eulogize David Crosby. said <laughs> I. Scram, right? Say what? Who's the vocal on this one? That is... Hello? Rick! <laughs> Hello? Hey, Drew and Mike show. How are you doing, man? How are you doing, Rick? Um, we just uh, we just hit kind of breaking news within the show here. We're live. Um, uh, David Crosby, the great David Crosby of Crosby, Sills, Nash & Young just died. Um, if you want to eulogize him, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you say he just passed away? He just passed away at the age of 81. Absolutely. And he was a progressive wow, and a freedom that's... fighter and a great musician, too. Were you a CSN yeah. fan at all or CSN Y fan, David Crosby? <laughs> yeah, he was a gangster. Yeah, gangster. sad. Sad. He was a, a legend in the music industry. Amen. Um, and, Rick, you also are, uh, are legendary in your own unique way. I don't even know how to describe what you are exactly. Um, you're many, many things, but you're also at Andiamo's on March 18th with Charlie LaDuff for a Q&A. And I, I got to tell you, there's got to be so many questions that people would love to hear you answer. I heard the show is selling really well, too. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, I heard we're almost sold out. They just called me this evening and said tickets are almost sold out. That's great. That's great news. So, yeah, if you want to get tickets, uh, jump on them. You can see the guide on Ticketmaster page. They're sold in tables of 10, I think, but they, you know, split tables and stuff. Uh, Andiamo's is a kind of unique setup. Anyway, before, uh, earlier on the show, we were talking about having you on today. Cause we had you on back when we were on 105.1 FM. And I'm trying to remember who set that up. It was... Uh, Bernstein? Was it? Yeah. What's? Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe. Yeah, great guy who I believe is a wrote sports and also was he a teacher or was he sports writing mostly? I, I didn't think he was sports writing. I thought. Yeah, I think. I think you. I think he's pretty well versed in in a few different things, but sports sports writing is his main gig. But yeah, good person. Nice Thanks. Guy. Thank you, Rick and Brandon. That was an incorrect correction. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I honestly <laughs> okay. I didn't know Scott Bernstein did sports. I just I, I was wrong. Yeah. Um, no big deal. But. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate the support, Rick. It's true or not. Um, but anyway, we were watching the scene in the movie, White Boy Rick, where this uh, little black kid comes to the door to inform you that, that you're a father. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I've never watched the movie. No what, way. Rick? No what? way. Brandon, cue it up. Play the scene. We need to know if this is a real, if this really happened this way, because it was very, it was very entertaining yeah, for one. Definitely, definitely not true. Wait, you haven't even heard the the scene yet. <laughs> Do you no want to, little, no kid, uh, no kid came to the door and told me I was a. Well, father. maybe it'll jog your memory. Hold on, just listen to a few seconds of <laughs> this it. This is how this the movie pretty cute scene. explains you finding out that you're a father. Here it is. You gonna get yourself shot? Not gonna stranger's stranger door like that, kid. You're like your worst, right? Yeah. You've made a baby with my sister. 
Who? Brenda Moore. You need to call and be a man about it. Look, I've only been with Brenda like a couple times. Only take one time to make a baby. Besides, Keisha damn near as right as you is. Who the fuck Keisha? My niece, your daughter. Ricky, shut the fucking door, will ya? There's your dad, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Who the hell are you? You was daddy? That's right. Well, now you're granddaddy. Be a man. Call my sister. If you don't, I'll be back. And you don't want me to come back. Okay, uh, thanks, Brandon. You put that down. Uh, Rick, was that, would you say, like 70% accurate? 3% accurate, 10% accurate, 50, what do you say? 0% what? accurate, 0% <laughs> accurate. That's crazy. Oh, Rick, come on. Spoiler alert, Hollywood doesn't tell the truth. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, was Matthew McConaughey anything like your dad? He didn't see the movie. You know what, from from what I Matthew. saw, to be honest with you, like, like, I've never watched a movie. I have no plans on watching the movie. It, uh, uh, it's Hollywood. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about my friends from back then that, that, you know, people think that I did things to my friends, which couldn't be further from the truth. A lot of those guys from back then I still talk to every day. We're friends. We made it out of that life. So, you know, for me, the movie is what it is. It's a Hollywood movie. It gave me a platform to do what I do now. And I appreciate that, but I don't support it. Okay, when the kid said that his sister was Brenda or whatever, was that correct? Not at all. That wasn't even the right name? No, sorry, buddy. Not even the right name. You have a daughter <laughs> named Keisha? I do have a daughter named Keisha, okay. but I do right. not. Her mother is not named Brenda. So it's like 3% okay. correct. So it, was, it, it had maybe a half a percent correct or one and a half percent. It was not. It was very maybe, accurate. We'll just maybe, leave it maybe, at that. They, uh, you know, we, we, had it, we had it correct and Hollywood took over. But, but me and my buddy Scott Silver, who now is the biggest writer in Hollywood, we probably worked 300 hours on the script and, and other people decided to take it over and do what they wanted to do and and Hollywood it up, as they say. So Scott is my dear friend. He's in the middle of shooting Joker 2. Uh, he wrote the first billion-dollar rated R movie ever. He came to every one of my hearings. He's the only one out of that whole circle that ever stuck by my side. So I truly consider him part of my family. He also wrote 8 Mile, which is very near and dear to all of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And The Fighter, Great. yeah. Great movie. By the way, you know, Kid Rock. And uh, The Fighter as well. Kid so Rock. Mark is a friend of mine. Scott wrote that. Jimmy Wahlberg's a dear friend of mine, so all, all those guys, you know, the connection is amazing. The circle is amazing. It's just not the people that made the movie. Well, um, you know, uh, Kid Rock used to reference you as kind of a, a style icon uh, that he grew up and, and saw, and uh, he referenced you in a song. Did you ever get to, I mean, now that you're out, I feel like, well, God, you ought to meet, have you met Kid Rock? Yeah, we've talked, uh, we've talked on the phone several times, and, and, we have not gotten together. I was leaving when he was coming to Florida, but it's Bob is, is uh, forever an icon of Detroit, and, and what he did, I don't think anybody else can imitate or duplicate. Did you offer him any new style tips, updated style tips? <laughs> no, I think he did pretty well for himself. I think he's set for life. So yeah, he's from, done okay. From what he did and where he came from, I think he did pretty well for himself. Um, and well, I'm forever grateful to him for speaking on my behalf. Yeah, there were so many people speaking on your behalf. I mean, honestly, by the end, I didn't know anyone who was in favor of you remaining behind bars. I mean, people at first were putting themselves on the line when they said things like that. But, 
uh, at a certain point in time, it seemed like everyone, including the quote unquote media, was generally, why is this guy still behind bars? So you have to understand one thing. Like when all this happened, I was a juvenile. Who in their right mind thinks a juvenile belongs in prison for the rest of their life for a nonviolent offense? You have to have something mentally wrong with you to think a juvenile should spend 30 years in prison for a drug crime. You right. have to be no, fucked up in the head. No one, no one believes. Or you have enemies that are keeping you in. So that's why. Exactly. I that, just want to say that's we're 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 gonna we're gonna go with the truth in this one and say. I didn't stay in prison because of the crime I committed. I stayed in prison because I told on corruption within the city of Detroit. Was it, if you had one, uh, you know, anyone in specifically that you felt was most strongly in favor of keeping behind bars that had the power to do it. Is there one person or two people that you felt were responsible for that? Thousand percent. Anybody you want to go on the record? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll address that. Uh, it's being addressed in a court of law now, so I see. We'll, we'll address it maybe in the future. But thousand percent, we can prove who kept me in prison, and, and we can prove the lies that they told to keep me in prison. Well, um, when uh, when you got out, you know, naturally, we had talked about your case many times, including having you on the show. It, which some people got really pissed off about, by the way, including Thomas Fiorini, wherever he is. <laughs> Screw that guy. Uh, but anyway, Rick. Um, I was, we were talking about this early in the show today that I was impressed when you got out because people were saying, Hey, I saw white, white boy, Rick at such and such. And she sent me a picture of you waving after you met her in your car, which was a really nice car. And I was like, look at Rick, man. He's wheeling. He's got nice wheels. He's getting around. She said, yeah, he was dressed well. He looked good. I saw you out at the, uh, fundraiser in December. Um, in Kiko Harbor, you look good. You got some nice, uh, you had a nice necklace on. Like, it looks like you're kicking ass all over again. Are, are, this, are, you, are the uh, same I live, skill? I live a pretty good life. How did, how did you do? Because if I was in prison for 32 years, Rick, I would still be trying to figure out how to Google stuff right now. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would be yeah. so far behind the eight ball. How did you, how did you not adjust? To sound, so- not to sound arrogant, but I don't think people can do what I did. I don't think anyone can walk out of prison after 32 years, seven months and do what I did. So well, I'm, I'm, I'm just me. I, I, I think differently. I move differently. I, I do, you know, I always have, I always will. I, I'm, I hit the ground running and, and, you know, it was unfortunate that I had to spend most of my adult life behind bars, but I'm not going to let what happened to me, you know, keep me down so do you think the skills that made you great at what you did as a 17 year old are the same kind of skills that are allowing you to succeed now i just think it's my mindset that that my mind works differently and you know when i when i want to achieve something or i put my mind to it i don't stop and and once i get to where i want to get you know i i I say i want to go further so I just think I'm built differently than other people. And, you know, prison people say, you know, well, you don't act like you've been in prison 32 years. Well, how am I supposed to act? Well, no, I, I, I would I would have guessed that you would be good at something when you got out. I didn't know what. But, uh, you know, as it turns out, I, I think I'm right in that respect. And you, you expected to succeed when you got out, didn't you? 100%. Never had any doubt in my mind that if I got my freedom back and when I got my freedom back, that I would be successful. And, you know, yesterday, uh, you're in the Bahamas, or are we allowed to say where you are? Does it matter? doesn't matter, does it? 
You're on vacation. Absolutely. I was fishing in the Bahamas. I fished yesterday, caught a swordfish. We released it. Uh, I've, I've been fishing in the Bahamas several times. I love deep sea fishing. And as a matter of fact, not to, to say anything, but as much as we love to give back, we took stuff to the Bahamas and gave it out to the kids over there, shoes and sandals and clothing. Ah. Well, so how is it that, that uh, you know, we're sitting here uh, uh, grinding, you know, slaves to the grind, doing <laughs> our thing. And White Boy Rick's in the Bahamas, deep sea fishing, doing his own thing. I mean, it just seems like you're living your best life. Hey, I'm trying, man. One day at a time. Never looking back and trying to live a better life every day. Um, and as far as, you know, you said you talked to a lot of uh, your friends from the old days. Uh, you know, Johnny Curry, Kathy Curry, do you, you still talk to them? Have you kind of reconciled? I talk to Johnny. I don't talk to Kathy. I talk to Johnny pretty frequently. Me and Boo correspond pretty much every day or every other day. He's worked at a steady job for almost 30 years. Like, a lot of my friends that back then... You know, we didn't have the opportunities. We we went down the wrong path because the opportunities that were presented later in life weren't presented then. So, you know, they, they've all changed their life and they're living their best lives and they're doing good things in the community and working hard. Now, as far as Kathy, you know, that was Johnny's wife and, and he went to prison and, uh, and she ended up being your girlfriend. And I thought, oh, that's I mean, you had some serious balls. To, uh, <laughs> to to go after her at that point. I mean, do you look back on uh, on yourself at that time and go, man, I had some balls to do that? <laughs> yeah, I look back on a lot of things and think as a kid, how did I do it? So that's not one of my happier moments. Let's put it that way. Because it was a betrayal to Johnny? Because it was a friend's wife. Right. Okay. But, uh, yeah, of course, he was away for, for quite a while. Not as long as you were. And I've even heard him no. say that, you know, that, uh, yeah, I'm out. How can he not be out? Absolutely. He says it all the time. He's a good dude. Um, Changed his life. He's living a good life. He owns his own company. You know, he's doing good things. Yeah, I, I, I think s- they're working on a TV series. Oh, West oh, really? Coast Entertainment and him together, Sam Zaytuna, Little the Legend. They're all working on a, a TV series. Well, it's so far past time for that. I mean, that was really incredible. Any way you want to look at it, it was an incredible enterprise. And and all those guys obviously had incredible talents at something. I mean, he had to redirect himself to to make it productive. But, you know, when I saw him interviewed on Channel 4, it was obvious this guy's a really bright guy. I mean, he's apparent as hell. Listen, make no mistake. You can't be an idiot and... and, and rise to certain levels, whether it's in the streets or in, or in, uh, uh, a business, you know what I mean? You, you have to still have that mental fortitude to, to know. So he just used it in the wrong direction and now he's using it in the right direction. All right. One more movie scene, Rick. Um, just tell me if this is accurate at all. Uh, you and your sister are eating dinner at a diner and someone drives they're kind of drive up to the diner in what appears to be your grandfather's stolen car. And do you remember that? Do you remember that? I mean, in real life, did that happen? Totally fake. Totally. What? Cause in the movie you got out of the, the booth at the diner, ran outside and just started shooting at the car. <laughs> totally fake. Totally fake. Wow. Nobody ever stole your grandfather's 100%. car. hundred percent. Someone stole my grandfather's car, but I didn't run out of a, out of a diner and start shooting. Did your grandfather have a blue car? <laughs> the car was blue. <laughs> Just saying. 
I think uh, the car they stole was burgundy. So it started with a B. Even that. You get the color of the car right. It started with a B. Well, um, I know Charlie has a lot of, uh, of, of great topics for you guys at Andiamo's. And, and you know, it's pretty impressive that, uh, that people want to go see this on the 18th. And, I, you know, they do a lot of interesting things. They had the, who's the guys from... Not good fellas, but the Sopranos. Sopranos, right? Yeah, oh, they went yeah. over there and did a Q and A, and that people were dying for tickets to that. People had a great time. It's a great place to go and hang out. And, that was uh, so successful that they continued on doing many shows, yeah, which I think series. Rick might have an opportunity it'll, it'll, of doing. It'll be a good night. It'll be a it'll be a good night. Joe Vacari, I love him. I love his whole team. Uh, the people behind it for giving me the opportunity. It, it'll be a good night, and it'll be an interesting night. You know, hey, so it, I think people will be. I think people will be surprised and and happy that they attended. If it sells out uh, anytime soon, would you be up for a second show if they put one up? If they can put one up? Always willing to listen. All right. Hey, Rick, uh, it's <laughs> nice catching up with you. Always willing to listen. Um, I, I hope yeah, you, you guys, too. I appreciate you. And, uh, you know, just I thank you guys for the support always, even when I was inside. I know you guys spoke about me being in there and, and – Everybody that spoke up for me then, I appreciate you. I appreciate the support. I'm humbled. And the ones that didn't, you know what they could do. You know, the, the, the ones that didn't, there's, yeah. there's, there's a special place for them in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, we'll see you on March 18th at Andiamo's. I'll see you guys soon. Enjoy your night, fellas. Okay. Take care, Thanks. Rick. Yeah. Rick, where otherwise known as White Boy Rick? Talking about his David Andianos and, of course, the life of the great David Crosby. (laughs) He was spot on with that. He knew Cros. He did. Wow, I have to say, straight up, it really is. Well, you know, I, I know he didn't answer it, and I know that a lot of questions will be answered when Charlie does the interview and everything, but I... I've always felt personally that it was Gil Hill, 100%. Gil Hill is the man. As soon as he was gone, as soon as he passed away, hey, it's funny. Rick Wershey is now able to uh, get out of jail. How did he have that much power to keep him inside? He was in Hollywood. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, he must have had, I don't know, Gil well, that was That was a storied. brief foray. I, I, I think <laughs> yeah. Gil Hill did have a lot of power, though. He was on city council. He ran for mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had a few friends who may have helped. And, yeah, Rick was told at the time, hey, if you help us root out some of the corruption in this department, um, we'll help you get a shorter sentence. And when he did help the FBI... Uh, unfortunately, when the FBI left town, he was left with the local people who were very, 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 very angry mm. at things that he had disclosed because he was on the inside. So they just too. left him high and dry. It sure seems that way. It feels and he like was underage at that point. Still seventeen. Seventeen when 17 when they just arrested. like out. Yeah, Janicean wow. wrote a song about him. Right. Yeah, and. <laughs> Do you know, I could not believe this. You know, Baba was talking about his pay-per-view special when he was on Stern. And they did a, I didn't realize it was a fundraiser for John Bobbitt. I just remember being on the air here in 1994 and hearing, Howard Stern's have this big pay-per-view thing. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. He was not in Detroit at the time. So, you know, we always kind of had him. He was, always seemed like he was over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And he did end up coming here. But someone sent me today. He kicked his ass. That uh, Jerry Seinfeld... 
you know, a lot of people made fun of Jerry Seinfeld for dating Shoshana because he was 38 and she was 17, which, yeah. by the way, never comes up for some reason. I don't know. Huge. Jerry Seinfeld has some kind of privilege, I guess, funny privilege. She had a huge <laughs> I remember when we had Dennis Miller on and I said something about Dennis Miller. He's like, you don't know Jerry Seinfeld. What are you talking about? You don't know anything. It's like, well, I know that he's 38 and she's 17. That seems weird to me. You don't know anything. But um, I wasn't the only person that thought that was pretty fucking weird at the time because yeah. Jerry was, I mean, he didn't seem like a young 38. So, what year was that? Was that late? In the then? 90s, early 90s. I feel like today, even even White Boy Rick, if the internet was out, he would have been out sooner. Or Oh, yeah. The, uh, you know, Jerry and Shoshana wouldn't have happened or would have ended and quicker. Shoshana had monster tits. Just, That's yeah. the only thing I knew about her. <laughs> Huge tits. And Jerry you think Seinfeld she still does? dated her. Yeah, she yeah, does. Yeah, she does. Okay. Um, but They're anyway, on the World Wide Web. On Howard's pay per view oh that Bob was referring to, Howard did a song at 17 with Janice Ian. Janice Ian. Yes, I couldn't fucking believe it. And Janice Ian, when John said he judged a beauty contest with Smoke and Joe Frazier, yeah. Janice Ian was a judge too. I, that, that was the part. It was, it was so unclear at that time. And. That's she why, was part of the paper. That's why Howard had her on to sing that song. I know it was bizarre. Check this out. Especially for Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Whoa. Well, here we go, Janice. A little special song for Jerry Seinfeld. This should really fuck his New Year's up. You gotta get a sense of humor. <laughs> Seinfeld's girl is seventeen. Innocent with double D's. <laughs> Saw those breasts and flipped his lid for a real young busty high school kid. Janice Ian's. I know. There's a music video that goes along with it where these girls are skipping to school. And she's in the middle with a huge rack. And she's jailbait. The lovely girl and the TV clown She barely shed her training bar She kisses lips for candy bars Some nice guy you turned out to be Smell just like a rose. His <laughs> sign fell just like his Seducing girls. Oh my god, she's swinging towards him. <laughs> He's on his <laughs> knees, <legs> out. crouching. <laughs> she's having a popsicle. Fresh and firm and round butt cheeks at 17. Come on, man. Drown in a friggin' flood. Jump rope at seventeen. Offering her a lollipop. Jerry Seinfeld have a brain. When he sees her, does he make a stain? Can't he get an older girl? He's damn near old as Milton Berle. You're making such a spectacle. Thinking with. 
with your testicles <laughs> and you're gonna make some glue. You should oh. date some girls as old as you. <laughs> Every at seventeen. At seventeen, you shame yourself. Wait. My mind is blown because Janice Ian is not homely. No, she looks very pretty in this. She's very no, pretty. Wait a second. She's a great uh, guitarist. Janice Ian is not hot. No, I wouldn't. She's not hot. She's but, not. But, she's very well made up there. She's she's at a stylist. When she wrote, can you play at seventeen, she please? Because the well, song was very fitting coming from Janice Ian when she, when it came out in 1975, and it's a song about being the girl that nobody ever calls, sure. none of the guys yeah, call. Right. It's the most pathetic song possibly ever, but it was a hit. She does not look good on that album. Cover. No, she does not. Well, I mean, she doesn't look horrible. No, yeah, she's average. Her voice is great. Their love was meant for beauty. Does she have any other songs? That I yeah, Society's Child was kind of a hit. I think you're really ugly. <laughs> she's not hideous like what's her name from American Idol. <laughs> the one does a Money Night Football song who's so scarred oh, for Carrie Underwood. Underwood. Oh. Carrie Underwood she's not pathetic like that gross. yeah and you're ugly we're spent on one more beautiful <laughs> at 17 I learned I mean, the you have to I mean kudos for the sense of humor and the the songwriting yeah talent that she's ravaged faces social graces desperately What a sad song. Did you relate to this, Trudy? <laughs> yeah, sad. Said, said, come and dance with me, then vergered, murmured vague obscenities. <laughs> Phony phone calls. Dicks. <laughs> no, that's why the Janicean test exists, because she wrote the song, she's not hot, and so the question is, in many of these cases, with many of these she's not young gross. stars... Would they be stars if they could pass the Janicean test? If they could look like Janicean, would they still be stars? Olivia Dunn, the LSU gymnast? No. No. N O. She's on t- uh, the Today Show tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I They're love interviewing your face. her. It's so unusual. To talk about what her great career as an influencer? <laughs> a, as an influencer of the boner army? Gymnastics and how that. Boners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how the boner army has affected the sport. She has a teammate who has become a boner maker, too. Did you read about her? Oh, really? Elena. Yeah, she's making boners, too. Her boner army is smaller than Olivia's. But does, does that piss Olivia off? No, I, they're no. best friends. They Trampling take, on her boners? They take hot pictures together, like oh, holding wow. each other and stuff. That's oh hot. To make people even harder. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Nine-eighths. <laughs> I want to see this girl. I gotta, it was in the prep. Her name is Elena. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... Crazy. Wow. Alec Baldwin was charged, by the way, with involuntary manslaughter oh, today. Oh, yeah. God, I bet he's and testy today. Remember how he's kissing the family's ass? Yeah. yeah. The uh, husband now says he is glad they charged him. Oh. Yeah. God, that guy's been all over the place, right? All the ass kissing in the early days, which oh. I thought was interesting because he was, Alec was so emotional and he was so, um, I'm going to make sure the family knows we have all this important. It was like he wouldn't leave them alone. Right. Because he was trying to kiss their ass so much. And then when you see the phone call with him and Hilaria where he's like, yeah, you showing up or what? I mean, he just doesn't <laughs> seem that upset. Well, I didn't think. 
That phone call was all about him, too. So. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, oh, poor Elena, this is terrible. Her name is Helena. And tabloid people are going to be here. Someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me. <laughs> Some people are saying. <laughs> Except you're charged. Sorry. Uh, two charges. Two felonies, right? But he's not going to... Yeah, who's going to represent or... him? Who will represent him? Who's the... Oh, he'll get Maybe Tory Lanez can loan him one of his superstar terms. <laughs> now, I was wondering if this is more on the fact that he was the producer, you know, he wrote this oh, film. Pulled the tr- it was his... Pulled the he trigger. had the gun in his hand. Yeah, he was the last line of defense. He's had, you know, I don't know if they're going to get these people in the stand or not, but George Clooney specifically, and there were quite a few others who said, I always check because I know I'm the person pulling, pulling the trigger. Mm. And, and a lot of people who are... You know, serious about gun safety has said the same thing that, you know, you, so, if you trust someone else, you bear that risk. What is the, uh, still the, blame them, but the fight on Twitter is about, um, what about, what is it, Brandon Lee? Yeah. Who was shot in very much the same way? The crow. Yeah, in the crow. Mm-hmm. And, what uh, are they going to do about that? Who shot him? Is, I thought he shot himself. Um, no, no, that was one where someone, I mean, it was a scene where people were supposed to be shooting at him. It's just instead of dummy rounds, it was a, it was a live round. Or Actually, I think his might have just been like the wad came out and hit him. That's, yeah, I, I didn't think he was hit by a live round, but I don't remember, honestly. Yeah. What was that movie? The Crow. The Crow, the Crow that's oh, right. Yeah. Here's the audio of the shot from there. <laughs> and the wad came out. <laughs> wow, that's weird. I've never heard that. That was in before. the movie. Yeah, we they pulled that directly from the movie. Yeah, that that one in the crow. It was where the uh, the dummy round was loaded improperly, and so so that guy. Yeah. Well, I yeah, can for involuntary manslaughter too. Charge him and Alec have dual trials. Alec. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Go ahead. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, charge sure. them now Why too. Not? I don't care. <laughs> care less. Uh, also, um, TJ, TJ, it looks like is probably not going back to GMA. Ah, I, I don't. Have you guys read anything about this today? No, not to. Just there's a every big, day. There's, there's something. There's a big story today uh, about TJ. Not much about Hobach, but it seems that TJ is the problem. Now, I don't know what they want to do with her. Why is he the problem? Because he's the one with the dick. He's the penis. He's the okay. wiener. He's the plus. He's the positive. Good point. He's the plug. She's the socket. He's big dick. I am the key. You are the door. I am the sea. You are the shore. What is that? The laws. Oh, my God. You ever heard that song? No. They'll play the laws. The key. It's a great song. Is that about sex? No, I fucking love the laws. I know you love the From laws. Liverpool. And they're great. Yeah, the key. Yeah, so he's in trouble. Um, yeah, I'll explain. This Laz album is awesome. Jangly guitar. So when did Amen. this actually come out? Like 90, 91? Yep. I get it. I am the plug. Open the door. Open the 
clever. Very, very clever. Pretty simple. No, I love that Lies album. But I'm not the only one. Liam Gallagher says it's the greatest album ever. Really? Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you know Blur is having a reunion? Yeah. Are they really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You didn't say anything. I mean, just keeping it to yourself. Keeping it on the down low. <laughs> <laughs> it, there wasn't a moment. Well, Miss Altered Bridge can't talk about the blur. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Altered Bridge rocks, man. Um, no, I can't. Be- I did. I can't believe because he's been with gorillas for so long. Yeah. I've been doing that. And uh, do you, did you ever go to a gorilla show? No. How, how in fact do they facilitate the? The fact that they're all cartoon characters. Well, there's a big screen above them that you know. It does the whole thing, and then they know. play on the stage. Though they're yeah. they're also mm-hmm. there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they're like the banana splits. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the banana splits? They start puffing stuff. They cranked. Oh, puffing stuff ruled. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty stuff. cool, though. <laughs> I would love to see them. Yeah, I read a long article about. Let's see, Graham Coxon. Uh, uh, Dave about- Dave oh. Roundtree. Okay. Dave Roundtree. There's an article in the Telegraph, I think. Let me see if I can bring it up. And that was where I read the story. I didn't even know they were reuniting. Trudy had only told me. Yeah. It's just been, you know, sort of quietly in the works. Yeah. These guys have, you know, as far as the other guys, it just seems like, you know, while Damon Albarn is, you know, the gorillas have been huge. Yeah. I mean, what? How many bigger bands are there doing rock music? Well, now, who who is the band that they're who who are their rivals? Uh, Oasis, Blur versus Oasis, right? Yeah, yeah Britpop. That was yeah. big. Britpop that, Wars. So uh, Blur said, "What's the story?" Morning Glory was supposedly about that, or they were pissed about that title of the album, and they were fighting to get their album out first before Blur. Wait, who? Why were they pissed about the title? There was an, or uh, you know, a blur. Yeah, Blur wrote a song called "Country House" and mentioned what's the story. Morning Glory is supposed to mean a boner. Morning Wood, you know, but they oh, were they were, you, taking, they were taking they were taking they were taking digs. <laughs> I didn't. Digs I seriously did not know that. You didn't know. Should I, I have known that? I don't know. I learned it from from that feud. It was like they were always fighting each other, and yeah, but it's only a one-off at Wembley. Um, uh, however, it's two shows, isn't it? Aren't should, they doing two shows? Oh, really? It's only one. I think they added a second show because it sold out in five seconds. I think I want to book uh, airfare and go to London for that. Yeah, that'd be a great show. Italy for uh, the Who, but well, that's what I, I was like. Wait, they're doing two shows and two shows only. This is like Led Zeppelin at the O2. I mean, isn't that how unsatisfying is that? Because how many people can go to Wembley or to uh, what's the place? Zeppelin played, what's that giant joint? Oh, oh the... The yeah. O-Rena or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did they do one? Did Zeppelin do one show? I can't believe I they don't didn't even do remember. more shows. It was 2007. <laughs> it was like one show. I mean, I, I've watched video of it. It's, they sound fucking great. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Robert Plant went straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, he went straight to uh, Allison Krauss. Oh. Boring. Why? Anyway, uh... Yeah, I so I kept thinking that oh, you're right, two days. surely I'm going to see that there's more shows added and you know that that blur is big money cuz I would think blur is big money if they can sell at Wembley that oh, fast yeah. it's got to be big money right but they didn't get I mean in the USA it was Oasis blur oh. didn't get a ton of no I just mean, song two here girls and boys was their first one they had, they've they've had Oasis a few Oasis didn't make it that big here either they you're just right. made it because Liam and Noel fought <clears throat> 
and they toured the U.S. a lot. And I think eventually, like when I saw them at the end, it was the Black Crows, the Brothers yeah. Tour, the Black Crows and Oasis. And they took turns was, opening. I'm like, really? I was there too. <laughs> and I saw them at the Fox Theater, but they were not an arena band in America, really, were they? No. I never thought they were. It's hard I mean, I for thought me they to, should have been. I love Oasis. To remember that, because I was such a big fan of them. So my world, they were huge. But you're right. Like, they had Wonderwall and, what's the other one? Uh, um, the Beatles sounded one. Number don't five, look back I mean. in anger. Don't look back in anger. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more than that. I mean, there's I mean, more, the, the, right? Definitely the, Maybe has a lot of good songs on yeah. it. I love that record. It's um, sold out, by the way. July 8th. Is it just the one show? No, it is two. They have July okay. 9th. So anyway, Dave Rountree, it's funny reading about him. It's sort of like, uh, like yeah, I've just been sitting here waiting the last uh, 25 years to uh, see if they do a show sometime. <laughs> While Damon's doing his shit, we're all sitting around. I mean, he's, but they, they've all been doing stuff, but it just seems that in this case, you know, the one guy just blows up with the gorillas, but it was, by all accounts, a great band that got along very well. I mean, they did not really... You know, they they were not a band that was known for fighting with each other. They were pretty harmonious. Yeah, generally. check out their documentary. By the way, it's it's a really good one. Who? What's what streaming service? Um, I don't know, but I told you about it like a couple of years ago. Oh, sounds like a great it. one. That doesn't count right now. You're talking about Blur? I need to know now because I don't remember what you said two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're turning into Gary Graff. But you watched it. <laughs> the, uh, I don't no think I watched the whole. I don't think I watched run. the whole thing. I'd like to see it yeah, again. No distance left to run. That's on Roku. I'm Roku. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It wasn't on Roku when I told you to watch it. And you did. I don't think I saw the whole thing, though. <laughs> it's probably in YouTube. But I do remember being impressed by how well they got along. Yeah. Um, but I was really... You know, it's funny how people take sides. Like, Oasis versus Blur. I'm on Oasis' side! <laughs> I was definitely an Oasis guy. And I've, yeah. I've learned to appreciate Blur. But, you know, it used to be the Beatles versus the Stones. I mean, Pearl Jam versus Nirvana. I mean, it always seems like they're trying to say, you know, if you can just get one versus the other, it's better for both of them. But the truth is, the Beatles and the Stones would know when each other was putting a record out, so they would not put theirs out. So they were cooperating. Yeah, they were cooperating. Yeah. Absolutely. And they were friends. Yeah. And uh, do the Beatles have an ad for Applebee's, or is it just the Stones? I don't believe the Beatles have an ad for Applebee's that I know of. Thank God. What's what are the Stones doing with Applebee's? They well, I mean, whoever Keith owns eating their a steak. music. Um, Keith eating a yeah, steak. Start me up is. I think that's what I saw. Start me up is there is the new commercial. Remember they did a really? easy thing. Start me up is an Applebee's an commercial. Applebee's commercial. I didn't know commercials were, uh, stuck with you so well. Um, I, mean, I don't remember these commercials because when at all. I see it and I hear start. It's horrifying. Well, She's a Rainbow was in two commercials at once. Here it is. Applebee's Grillin' Bar. Yeah! Baby back ribs! I do not see Mick dancing in Applebee's. Him and Bowie dancing? That's <laughs> too weird. Hiding behind the bar from each other? <laughs> She's a Rainbow, though, was a perfume commercial, and I thought that was artistic. It was in another commercial, too. It was running in two commercials. I saw because I had the TV on for long periods of time, and I would just hear that song starting up. It seemed like every hour. Wasn't she's Rainbow? I love the song. Wasn't that Jennifer Lawrence jumping in a pool or something exotic? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't even remember. I was just happy it was, you know, <clears throat> probably getting better known. It's a great song. Yeah. 
But, you know, I started up on the uh, T.J. Hoback thing, and I don't think um, I don't think Good Morning America has made any announcement. Is there? Did you Google them? Um, There's just a huge story today about uh, T.J. being a predator. Yeah, he's a predator. Um, How? And we've we'd already heard that. I mean, that's been out there. In fact, I've been watching Harvey on TMZ say. I, why did they take them up there? What did they do wrong? And then he's like, they're both consenting adults. And I'm always like, wait, don't you know the story that everyone knows that he bangs the young producers? And he, he continually says that, and no one ever adds that. Actually, one day I was watching, one of the producers said, yeah, but Harvey, he, he does have a thing with the, the younger producers there, and there is a power imbalance. It's intern. Well, oh. then he settled down. He was, he was a little wild, and then he found someone closer to his age and, hey, and settled it, down. Well, there was lots of weird. good reporting. It's kind of weird that they, they let you do whatever the fuck you want, and then all of a sudden you do something everybody knows about, and they go, well, what else did he do? And <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem weird when you start punishing people for... All the shit know. that was fine originally and right. a lot of people knew about. Yeah, and people did know about it. And, yeah, he sounded like a dog. I mean, yeah. a major league dog. But uh, the fact the is... the only one. They... Jasmine Petaway was a new employee, and she was apparently looking for a mentor, and TJ was her mentor. And then one day, he called her into his office, and he was drinking liquor, which they said he did drink liquor before going on the air, which I thought, What? And he nailed her in the office right before he had to go do a report on the air. That's a 24-year-old? Yeah, okay. she was 24. His, his prep is a lot different than the rest of our prep. I know. Yeah, generally most people have other styles of prepping. But then, meanwhile, they put these <laughs> pictures of Jasmine Petaway, uh, which are boner maker pictures from her Instagram. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's... So, I was... Here's where I'm kind of left with these things. Okay, yeah, he sounds like kind of a scumbag. And she said, yeah, he used me. Um, I was really confused. I thought he was sort of helping me with my career. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> it felt really weird after the fact. But they were together for six months, and she more or less felt used and discarded. Yeah. But um, did he rape her? No, he didn't rape her. Yeah, she's not saying he raped her. After, I'm sure for the time, the six months together, she yeah, was I mean, fine I, with it. It was a consensual. This yeah, it was consensual. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. all there's of us were consensual. There's a power imbalance. He nailed so many chicks when he was married. He's kind of, he's kind of hot, though, I think. Well, no, I mean, but, okay, if a hot guy has a higher-up job than the girl and he has sex with her, it's a power imbalance. Not allowed Doesn't to have if he's hot. Yep. But I believe that she willingly slept with him. She probably mm -hmm. wanted to sleep with him. It sounds like she kept sleeping with him. Although, you know, that's, this is where I'm confused, because it implies by the power imbalance that, oh, well, she had to fuck him, because she's an underling, and she just started working there, and she's only 24, which is, I mean, we know how young 20, no, 24 is not that young. Right, yeah. Then he nailed a producer who was also pretty young, um, uh, Natasha Singh, who apparently fell madly in love with him. They were both married, and she was married to a big-time producer, somebody that produced Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and a few other movies. And he was married also. And then he, I, I guess he threw her out in the trash, too. And she wasn't very happy. And she was Amy Robach's dear friend. Oh. And apparently, Amy Robach helped both of them get over it. And then she started banging TJ! Because <laughs> she heard about him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She That's saw how broken thing. up that chick was and figured it must be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she talked about it anyways. Soothed her friend. 
but they um I don't know the the insider quotes were just kind of suggesting that he was yeah he's a pretty reckless predator and he really didn't act very married he was constantly handsy with the ladies Is predator the right word yeah that's that seems like a pejorative for it seems to me who's people... having sensual sex with work. Right. Place. But if the male is older and is in a more powerful position, then they call that a power imbalance now. And my feeling is a power imbalance, every relationship has a power imbalance. Every single one, someone has more power than the other one. So how do you get people that are totally equal to fuck each other? <laughs> I don't think Force you can do them to that. to do it. <laughs> That's not possible. Someone always has more power in almost any situation, but they always, it's like, but if you work together, but people at work fuck each other. We know that. That's not going to stop happening. It goes back to like what you were talking about with Oxford. Like always, someone always has to be blamed. Someone, right. someone extra. Like it can't just be consensual. It can't be, someone's got to pay the price. So I don't know how I feel about this. It's just kind of strange. I, I did think that, you know, when they went back on TV that week, I thought that was like, oh, God, I, I hate both of you because they were so cute <laughs> and making little inside jokes about it. And, you know, they and also they did get fucking busted. OK, they got busted really bad, which could happen, which could happen to a lot of people, I suppose. Certainly, certainly it could. I mean, somebody obviously hired a private detective, probably his wife. I think it was his wife, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. The, their spouses were not that dumb, and there are people running around saying, "No, no, no! They were they were away from their wives and husbands, and uh, they were s uh, no." Sure. I don't think so. It doesn't sound like that at all. No, so, I mean, he he was cheating on her their entire length of their marriage. Yeah, right. All these people that we're talking about were while he was married to that woman. She said whole show was just fucking. But what about Billy? Station. What about what? <laughs> what about Billy? Billy. Yeah, I guess. Um, supposedly that was over too. I don't believe that either. I don't know. I think, um, I think Billy would be tiresome after a while. <laughs> so I, I don't really think Good Morning America knows what the fuck to do with them. I think they feel like, you know, based on today's standards, they probably need to separate from TJ. And Hobach mm. will probably be pissed. So therefore, I don't know what happens to her, She'll but it looks to me like they both kind of blew up their careers. Wow. <laughs> I mean, is that it's really not a bunch of other stuff. I have too. a feeling Hobach would pick her career over TJ if she was not so fucking excited. Well, TJ probably dick. do the same thing. <laughs> Don't you think TJ wouldn't care? He can get anyone. Yeah, I, I mean, if you um, if you see what what people you know, if you read comments and stuff, people are like, oh my god, he is so dumping her. Because well, he tends to like people like 15 years younger than him, and she's older than him. Well, that, and what is Amy thinking where, you know, they're spending so much time together, they're making out in public, it, it appears like That's they're really going to begin a relationship. Doesn't she look back and go, okay, he might have cheated on his last wife 78 times, but he's not going to cheat on me. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit. I know, it's very tricky. She's in for a rude awakening. He's a free spirit. <laughs> well, <laughs> why can't they ju both just keep their jobs, though? Yeah. Really, they were just... Chris Harrison, by the way, has checked in on all this. Well, Chris Harrison lost his job for uh -oh. defending someone for going to a plantation party in college. That's why he lost his job. <laughs> Which was kind of his job, wasn't it? Yes, was it she was on The Bachelor. It was his job to defend her because the season wasn't over yet, 
but he knew she was going to win. She was going to win. I better nip this in the bud now. So he did. His, he did what he needed yeah. to do. He apologized five billion times, and it wasn't <laughs> enough. But he got paid out. Now he's a podcast host. So I know, which um, will be a real bore. His commentary was, "I have a lot of strong opinions about this, but it's personal." He said in uh, the episode of his podcast, the most dramatic podcast ever. Why is Chris Harrison talking about because TJ he has podcast? So he figured yeah. he'd get but, attention this way. But without really saying anything. Are you anything. interested in what he says, Trudy? I'm just curious. I just thought Chris Harrison... It's going to affect my opinion of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I realize that Chris Harrison is, a, you know, sort of a... I still remember him banging a lot of people while he was at work. Chris Harrison? Yeah. He's just standing up for him. He's he, he's the king of... Un- oh, he's defending a predator now. He's- well, there goes his podcast. <laughs> he's the king of unpopular TV decisions. He's canceled again for saying this. I know. So stupid. So I, I don't know. I think they make these women out to be so helpless in the line of this penis. Amy Wilbach is executive penis. No, Um, hell no. The problem is, if you speak up at the time, you probably are a bitch. You know, you go, oh, I wasn't hitting on you. What are you talking about? (laughs) But honestly, I think these people were probably happy to be with him at the time. Yeah, but I, I do. I will have to say. They were unhappy to get dumped, is what the. Yeah, that's true. That's usually the case. So that leaves ABC with a problem with these dumped, miserable women who are victims of TJ's penis walking around the office. (laughs) Now they have to get raises. And the other one's going, well, I got want some of what they got if they're that upset. Do you think they they felt like victims when they were. No. No. There she is, by the way. Look how she takes boner making pictures now. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. There we go. There's the boner. Scroll down. <laughs> There's a boner right there. Well, no, the boner. Well, I'll show TJ. I'll become a boner maker. <laughs> There's another boner maker picture. Look. Really? She's well, look. She's throwing a cleavage book. out there. Yeah, look at oh. her shirt. Cleavage happens to be right above the book. In sight line, there's TJ looking at you. Look at me, man. My dick caused all of this. <laughs> so How about I gotta, that? I got to keep the, uh, the bottom of my jacket unbuttoned. <laughs> look just... what my dick did. You got to be impressed by that. <laughs> It's a style maker. Look what a mess my dick made. <laughs> what a mess. Must be doing something special. <laughs> People miss it that bad. <laughs> He's smooth. I got to say, he is really smooth. But therein lies another problem. GMA is such a nicey nice show. You take that dip. <laughs> it is so nicey nice. It's revolting. Yeah. So I, I can't watch it. That does present a bit of a problem. It's too sugary. It's no, it's really sugary. And and Amy Robach, by the way, Hobach, when you she got her, that her cancer diagnosis on the air, and Billy was supporting her, and they were so in love, and he was on the show, and he was there for her recovery, and then they wrote a book that GMA promoted in 2021 called Better Together, and then they broke up because <laughs> of DJ's dad. <laughs> So, you know, when you present yourself that way, you think it's a little trickier when all of a sudden you're getting jackhammered by your co-anchor? <laughs> she didn't know she was going to get jackhammered when she had cancer and Billy was taking care of her. She didn't know that. You She's probably little, glad to be, you know, able you to think, do okay, that. okay, am I ever going to get just find some jackhammer that I cannot avoid because I don't want to have my fucking husband Imagine on TV it. if that's the case because he's really soft. <laughs> I am jackhammer susceptible. <laughs> I'm gonna freaking explode inside you and spill it. I'm gonna fill you up. Oh. I'm gonna fill you up. Oh, Amy, be quiet. I'm fill you up. Just let me do this. Okay. 
This is what I picture them sounding like. There's another one of him. Right? <laughs> yes. Four of them. Oh, there's four? I want to hear at least one more in its entirety. Sorry. I'm gonna Fast play forward one. if you don't like it. We're going with it. I think it's all we do. Okay, now I'm just going to take my tool. Yeah. I'm just going to jam it in there. I'm just going to come inside you there. Don't worry. This is going to be very quick. I'm almost there already. I remember this one. I'm about there. I'm about there. I'm about to cut it. I'm about to get it. Oh, you know I'm about to get it. You see me getting it. You're feeling me getting it. I'm about to get it. I'm about to finish. Oh, yeah. You, you, you. Gonna go fast now. Gonna go fast now. The thought of someone sounding this way every time. <laughs> oh, it's doing a little bit. It's going. What? Oh, just a little bit more. Oh, transferring right into you. Oh. It was too much for Lila. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. Oh, oh man. Do that. Wow. <laughs> Without laughing, can you imagine? <laughs> Damn. Well, um, I heard on the uh, boner line that the Trump Unity Bridge is still out there with great regularity. It is. And I know last time it came up on the boner line, I was saying, you know, it just seems like maybe it's a good time to segue out of being the Trump Unity Bridge. Yeah. It seemed like maybe it was. Maybe it's over. Maybe. Like, I mean, wrong. There was a lot going on. And the you campaign know, the, is on. The classified files thing was seemed like a really big deal. And then Great all of a sudden, guy. it seems like, and I've I've seen people commentating on this too, that like Biden's files thing has sort of like helped Trump, that it's sort of like it either lessens huh. what he did or it makes Biden like his approval rating today was 40%, I think they said. Which, I don't know what his approval rating was before, but I guess the file thing is definitely causing him harm. And True. I don't know, why doesn't he say something? Why doesn't Biden just go, you know what? I really fucked up, and I'm sorry. This is inexcusable. It was inexcusable when he did it. It's inexcusable when I did it, and it won't happen again. Why doesn't he just say that? Just say it. People are going to give him shit about it, but just say it. Yeah, I fucked up. I own it. It's my fault. I was the vice president. Did you see today's update? No, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, after scouring Hunter's laptop, they found all these pictures of him driving the Corvette. The Corvette that was right next to the unclassified Where's documents. Hunter? Whoa. And, and, Ooh. and Wait, he's got hold on. chicks in it. And Time out. They look the picture of him and Biden's Corvette. The girls look a bit young, don't they? Very young. I don't know who, who they are. are those girls? Back up to the, back up, back up, back up, back up. Those girls look 
No, those are teens. I don't know if he's related to them somehow or if he's pulling a Shoshana and Jerry Seinfeld. He's got a boner face on. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he does. But people he's trying just, to be hot. They right want to latch on to. See, he's driving the car. This is at the exact so same time. Chinese that- people ran into the garage when he was out <laughs> in the Corvette? Yeah. <laughs> Hunter Biden laptop images captured him driving the father's Corvette that was parked next to Joe's classified documents. Hunter could have got him and put him on his computer and then left the computer. Oh, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter never goes look the, away. Look at the picture below, the video below that. Oh, that's oh. when he was ignoring all the questions. Yeah, he keeps he's smiling at people that ask him about the documents. Why is he smiling about this? I'm not sure I understand that. Not a good look. Shouldn't he just say, look, I fucked up. I'm sorry. You know, and my transparency sucked too. You should have known. As soon as it was found out, you should have known. But instead, it's like drip, 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 and he yep. smiles as people yell the same questions day after day. Shouldn't he just say, "Just need to say, look, I fucked up. I made mistake. Trump's being investigated for five thousand things, and yep. I'm being investigated for this, and I should, I should be. Wouldn't that be better?" Yes, and th- it's funny how opposite sides of the spectrum. What would Trump be saying if he was president? I mean, we know what he's saying now. If but- Trump was in the Biden, if. And I'm not defending Trump or anything. Oh, Trump would be not. Trump never apologizes for it. He'd fight back. He'd say, these are mine. I took them home and I declassified them now. Keepsakes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I'm the president. That's how it goes. They're cool keepsakes. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the reason I bring it up, because, you know, I made that comment about the the rattle trap. (laughs) And I just, how much Trump stuff can he be selling? Because I know he, he makes a living, I think, selling Trump shit. You still see flags. I know you. Do, you know you're right. So I think I was probably premature. It's kind of like predicting the end of Tom Brady, predicting the end of Trump. <laughs> I mean, Trump is—he's a monster. He there's no stopping him. I don't mean like huh. a monster, monster. Although he can be a monster, but he's just like—I don't think he'll ever die. No, Won't he just be out there yelling at someone all the time, or you know, proclaiming something's great or whatever he does. At least until he dies. I mean. He's not that young either. I feel like he's going to live to 120. I swear to God, I, I, I don't think he's going to age much at all either. I feel like he's going to be—he's just going to keep going and going, and going. But anyway, so today I'm reading through stuff and I see Trump poll in this one thing, and I completely ignored it. And then I saw the same story, and so I'm like, okay, I'll click on it. So they surveyed possible—they uh, surveyed likely Republican voters. On possible 2024 Republican nominees for president. they didn't give them the choices. They said, pick one. Is that what you're saying? They gave a list. I think there's like 11 people on the list. And Trump got 48% of the votes. DeSantis, 31. Now, I would have thought... Ron DeSanctimonious. If anything, I thought they'd be even. If nothing else, I thought DeSantis would be ahead of him. This this blew my mind, too. Mike Pence, 8%. Can I see a room full of people who would pick Mike Pence? I just want to see what they look like. They're pretty unruly. Liz Cheney. Wild bunch. Mike Pence? Followers? I'm being sarcastic. Um, yeah, they... Milk toasts. They would be really square, I would think. <laughs> That's really old. Liz Cheney, 3%. Nikki Haley, 2%. Ted Cruz, 2%. But Trump, 48%. So apparently... And the last poll I saw about Trump-Biden was like 49 Biden, 41 Trump. I'm not sure Trump can beat Biden. I don't think that can happen. But, you know, there's a long way to go. 
But so him, but seeing himself at forty eight percent, that's just more fuel to the fire. Oh yeah, like, no, it puffs him up. I know. Like last week, I was thinking it's like a landslide nah, election. He's done, but he's. I I still deep down think he's going to try. Somehow, somehow I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he'll give up either. I mean, he's been impeached twice. The classified documents. There's so many investigations. Tax charges. Tax charges, January 6th, he tried to overthrow the government, the Russian investigation, the criminal and civil charges against the Trump organization. E. Jean Carroll is pursuing a rape case. In fact, the court, I think, allowed her to go forward. And you know what? The, there was a story about that, too, that said that... Grab him by the pussy. He was shown a picture of E. Jean Carroll, and he thought it was Marla Maples. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. It's like, what? But I think Trump has so many things, some of them are more real than others, that it's kind of like Clinton's bimbos. They just all cancel each other out yeah. a little bit to a lot of people. They just go, I don't know. I don't know if he did anything wrong or I don't know if he did a lot of things wrong. But I don't know. And then he just changes the subject and everyone latches yeah. in. And I think, is Jim Harbaugh kind of like Trump? Because Jim Harbaugh never apologized, too. It, there could be 9,000 right. things wrong. And Jim Harbaugh never. Now, today, and I, I wanted to ask Dan uh, how much shit he was getting. Because Dan Wetzel had a story today about how the NCAA is demanding that Harbaugh admit he lied before they determine their punishment, not I guess. Giving it. About not knowing about these things. He said he didn't yeah. know these things happened. Or they uh, didn't happen, or I don't know. But right. anyway, they've said, okay, you lied, and you need to admit you lied. And Harbaugh, isn't he kind of like Trump? Does he ever admit he does does anything wrong? Because no. I go back to Dr. Anderson. He said, oh, man, Boa had him out of here by sundown if he was that was going on. And he said he was a great doctor for my family. <laughs> Whether he's lying or not, what he says is like, Oh, that's, that's, a, gl- that's a computer glitch. Uh, that Messy Smith, that was no big uh, deal. He I didn't had the remember. Filed and at the time, I didn't know. Yeah, um, the NCAA, uh, and then the whole thing last year. Oh, I love it here, and this is never going to happen again. And I, <laughs> and I said last year. week, I said he signed a brand new contract last year where he got everything he wanted. I thought, and people are telling me no fucking way. He did not. Yes, he did sign a contract. He did. And somebody sent me the story about it, and Harp was talking about how happy he was, and he's never leaving, and he got everything he wanted, and blah, 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 and the assistants are getting this and that, and I don't know. And now it's all Ward's fault for some reason. Why is it Ward's fault? Ward gave him everything he wanted last year, after he went to the Vikings yeah. on signing day, and all of a sudden it's Ward's fault. And he wants something different this year now. I guess, and Santo Ono is a hero. And I saw the tweet where Santa Ana says, Jim Carbo's informed me that he is coming back and I've relayed the information to Ward. You've relayed the information to Ward Manuel? The coach can't tell Ward Manuel? <laughs> no, I don't it's think he Ward's wants to. fault. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, he's not going to admit to lying. So anyway, Dave, Neil Rubin had a shitty article about Harbaugh, oh. too. About <laughs> why is he getting a new contract? He just got one last year, which no. is what I was saying. Neil Rubin doesn't say anything bad about anybody. No, he wow. doesn't. Uh, is it that no one else at the paper wants to write that story? Like, the story needs to be written, but nobody will write it. So they go, <laughs> Neil, could you write a story about Harbaugh? <laughs> I mean, uh, weird everyone's that, busy on these other Kind of weird. Because I noticed the stories about the uh, Matt Weiss are not written by the usual beat reporters. Those are written by other people, too. They have to stay in good graces. <laughs> no, I guess. The Michigan Athletic does Department. It, does it work that way when they say that Mel Gibson kept the assistance bonuses? Who writes those stories, I wonder? Are those the sports writers, or do they have other people write those? <laughs> Mel Tucker. Mel Gibson. Oh, Mel Gibson. It's <laughs> funny. I was like... <laughs> 
You said There's Mel a question Gibson. mark forming in my Gibson. head, but, but I'm like, Mel Gibson, the coach of MSU. Well, that'd be exciting if he coached MSU. <laughs> yeah, Mel Tucker. No, Mel Tucker, the, the story is that that he was given a bonus to distribute among his assistants. And I, I always thought that story was weird. Like, why would they say, here, Mel, here's a $100,000 bonus. The now, green thing today was enough. Split it among your assistants. No, they would give it to the assistants. Right. Why would they? Does Jim Harbaugh get every bonus for his assistant? Then he's responsible to give to the assistants. That's <laughs> <No>. ridiculous. <laughs> no. They get it. But it goes to them. From everything I read, Mel Tucker stole money from his assistants. I don't. What was it like? Uh, just uh, his word. He said, "Hey, if I get this, uh, I'll give you guys each." Uh, a little chunk of it. I supposedly it's in his contract that uh, if certain things happen, the assistants get a hundred grand if he wants them to, or something but like that. Then it's that. on Michigan State for not giving the assistants. The- I, I don't. I thought it was just bizarre. I I did not understand it at all. Um. So, uh, there was a little bit more true crime today. The um, that that really less than brilliant murderer in <laughs> Massachusetts. Brian Walsh, the tiny mouth murderer. Anna Walsh's, <laughs> Anna Walsh's remains were shredded and incinerated. He tossed her into a dumpster on January the second, and I guess it's an incinerator of some kind. And it sounds like he had hacked her into parts with a hatchet, a hacksaw, and they He's found reconstructing his Google questions. Oh, I know that thing. That's the most incredibly stupid thing I've ever seen. Although the son's iPad had some searches like, how long before a body begins to smell? Mm -hmm. Which, of course, could have been the kid wondering why his dad stinks. Or it could have been the, maybe the kid killed her. (laughs) Maybe the kid killed her. The kid was on the other computer, too. How old is the kid? Let's see if they try and blame it on the kid. (laughs) Oh, he will. Oh, Oh, yeah, they will. Baby they always Brian do. Walsh. No, they'll so, always try to blame anyone. They don't give a fuck. I so kind of like the accent in which this prosecutor is laying out everything and, and his dumb face. Is he a uh, talk like uh, Bostonian? Like the departed? How long before a body starts to smell? At four to how long before a body starts to smell? Why are you shaking your head? You Googled it, dickhead. Dispose of a dead body if you really need to. Body. At 6.25 a.m. on the 1st, how long for someone to be missing to inherit? At six. What a dumb fucking search that is. How long is someone missing before you inherit? It's not even a... That's ridiculous, Walsh. What the fuck are you typing? His grammar is brutal. And he doesn't know how to search why he's using too many words. Yeah, that was just a ridiculous search. Missing him. person inheritance. Something like that. you got to be concise. <laughs> Not that I've ever searched anything like that. Um, <laughs> As the there... borderline pointed out, now that you have, you're <laughs> you've looked it up. Well, yeah, if somebody ends up dead, like, Trudy! <laughs> is, um, was there any Koberger news today? I did see them talking about him. Um, they talk about him every day. Yeah, they, it, it's mostly recap, though. It's kind of always recap. Yeah, I guess oh, they, um, they did dump a lot of stuff He visited restaurant there. where what? 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 Re- visited restaurant where victims worked. That oh. was my original. See, Scoped. I had it right away because I kept telling oh, right you. away. You were on it all I over did. it. I did because I, what did I tell you? I said Xana and um, oh, vegetarian restaurant. And Maddie worked at the vegan restaurant and this guy is a diehard vegan. 
Even though he used to uh, abuse Oh, yeah, animals. Koberger, he, he was living with his aunt for a while, and he made her get new pans because she had had meat in the pans at one an time. Asshole. He can't have any of his vegetables in a pan that had ever had like, meat in Go get in your it. own fucking pans, Koberger. Exactly. Or, or just scrub yeah. them because you can do that. God. He's such an asshole. He's so smart. Um, okay, let's see if I can make this email come up because... There was another great, fuck, great search around here. They chased this guy. Um, oh, ca- uh, <clears throat> police search. Uh, yeah. Chase, yeah. And why won't a fucking email come up? Damn do you it. want me to do Dr. Roche while you're looking? Yes. <laughs> so was it in oh Detroit, God, by the way? <clears throat> no, it was, uh, I, I want to say it was Northwest, kind of, sort of. Do we do any of these? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Silly me. Valentine's Day is coming up, Ridiculous. but you don't really need for it to be Valentine's Day to, you know, have a special occasion to get some sculpting done at Dr. Roche's office. It's a really great time for breasts. Saline or silicone breasts are Always. Dr. Roche's specialty. Also, they have non-invasive breast lifts with body tights. If you've got gravity winning the battle of your boobs, you can snap them right back up with body tight. It's minimally invasive, and it's a way to improve skin elasticity and boost the underlying collagen. Right now is a good time for 360 lipo, too. That's like liposuction all the way around your midriff, you know, where people accumulate most of the, you know, the fat that they want to get rid of. See what they can do for you by teleconsultation at 248-338-1110 or go to D-R-R-O-C-H-E dot com. And NordVPN, which is a superstar against bandwidth throttling from Internet service providers. ISP, slow down your Internet towards the end of the contract. We all know the story, and they try to get you to upgrade. Well, if you get NordVPN, you won't have to. You can also switch your country IP address to get Netflix, Disney+, Plus. All those other streaming services in other countries for cheaper prices than here in the U.S. And YouTube Premium for cheaper in foreign countries than in the U.S. Unparalleled browsing security and protection from hacking your personal data. All of that under the umbrella, the safety umbrella, of NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com dams. Use code dams to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. And... Public adjusters in Michigan, we're about to get snow again. I don't know if it's going to come down this far, but with wind and rain and all this other crap, it's time for public adjusters of Michigan to come to your rescue if you have damage before you talk to the insurance companies, too, if pipe bursts or whatever, and you need to make an insurance claim, you should call Pam first because they can get you more money, as you know, and they handle it all. Robert may actually come out and, you know, help you work a few things out. And he can also direct you towards experts who can help you, not the people from the insurance company. So if you're in the middle of a claim, even if you are in the middle of it, Pam guarantees you get more than the insurance company offered. Go to callpamfirst.com or click the logo on our website. All right. Um, There were a couple of things. Um, Adam Lambert is very angry because there's a biopic coming out about George Michael mm-hmm. and they've hired Theo oh. James who's a Greek guy who looks a lot like George he's Michael hot oh, he is he's, and he's gay right no he's straight oh straight so that's from, why Adam uh, White Lam- Lotus that's why Adam Lambert is mad but the, you know I looked it up because I thought I, I, I don't know I don't know why I just did 
Adam Lambert has played straight people a oh, number of times. No. <laughs> so why can straight people play gay people? Because I like it when straight people play gay people, because then you got to see them make out with dudes, which you know <laughs> they don't want to. And vice versa. Does everybody love that? Yeah, and you watch gay people make out with, with you know gay guys with women, and you know they're wanting to throw up. I wish I knew how to quit you. Did you um see the picture side-by-side, side, Lambo and Theo James? He's got... Adam Lambert is, is wears so much makeup. He looks evil all he the time. He doesn't look anything like George Michael. I don't know if he's even referring to himself. Mm. But Lila? Oh, Theo James. Okay. Well, I still don't get why. I mean, I get the argument, but like if he looks like him in the. And he's Greek. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He no. He looks like George Michael. He absolutely yeah. looks like you. If you're playing George Michael, who is very well known, you have to look something like him, don't you? Exactly. Isn't that pretty yes. important? Hundred percent. And if it forces that's a straight guy important. to make out with dudes, that's awesome. We love that, don't we? Doesn't everybody <laughs> like that? It. It's so hot. And especially when they look like they're really getting into it, because then you can rag them for that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the, when I was talking about the, the, the person who was running from the police, Paula sent this. Uh, I thought you might get a kick out of this since you're usually rooting for people to be free fleeing police. I do. I know. I love people to be free. I think it's a human impulse to want to be free. Mm -hmm. And when you're being chased by the police, I can't help rooting for the person that wants to be free. <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, I think it's my progressive nature. <laughs> An 18-year-old robbed a bank in New Baltimore on Tuesday. He's been avoiding police since. Wow. He wrecked his truck in Macomb Tuesday night, which was a pretty bad accident. He still managed to get out and flee and evade police. Be free! Wow. <laughs> they had helicopters and dogs out looking for him. Still couldn't locate him. Wednesday afternoon, he started posting on Snapchat. Even replied to uh. comments on the Macomb County Scanner Facebook feed. What an idiot. This kid's got some balls. Thought it was something that might amuse you. Love the show. Well, yeah. Anybody trying to be free and popping off about it. Mm -hmm. He posted a picture from inside his vehicle, which... Dumb picture. It's of his, like his dashboard. The world pushed me around, so I said, "Fuck the world." Oh. No, I don't. No, I don't want to be free so much because he sounds like a dope. <laughs> but the Macomb County Scanner, which isn't a bad follow, somebody posted on the Macomb County Scanner something like, "Oh, you get a job." So anyway, he he actually responds, "I had a job. I had good friends. What he didn't have was family. Quit looking for me. You'll find me dead or not at all." <laughs> So it's someone else's fault, too. Yeah. Then Ashley responds, Jake, contact the authorities. Arrange a meetup right now. All you can do is right your wrongs and move up from there. Do the right thing for yourself. You made a mistake. Don't let it consume you. Jake responds, I'll come back peacefully with no jail time probation, and I'll agree to a psych doc. He's <laughs> writing right. all this on okay. Facebook? Yeah. No, uh, and the Macomb, to responding to the Macomb right. County scanner on Facebook. Yep. Ashley then responds, whatever's happening with you isn't worth throwing your life away. Turn yourself in. Running is going to make it worse. So she doesn't promise him no jail probation. <laughs> 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 Just promise him. Just say it. Uh, they live up to it. The fuck? Uh, and um, did you guys, ha anyone happen to see the Naomi Judd story today about her suicide? Oh, oh man, that's brutal. brutal. Oh, God. She, she banned Winona. No Winona at my funeral. No, Why? Because why? Hey, um, because she's, she's mentally ill. Mentally ill. So she's she cancel her because she's making she's ragging on the mentally ill. She doesn't want to help someone who's mentally ill. She just wants to <laughs> fuck with her. And it's her daughter. So Naomi Judd is canceled in addition to being dead. <laughs> so she is canceled. And then, but but wait a minute. Did Naomi? Did Winona go to Naomi? Yes, she did. Just to she, fuck with her. She went. <laughs> just to fuck, just with her. To fuck. She with went her. anyway. She's just a troller. <laughs> 
<laughs> she did. They had that in the story. And also, Winona, especially, and Ashley. Poor Ashley Judd has been through hell. I know. I cannot believe what this poor girl has been through. And I'm serious. She was Weinsteined. Yeah. She was really Stand. blown out of Hollywood by Weinstein because she wouldn't fuck him. Ugh. Then she... Um, what else happened to her? She's been really, she, her leg got crushed and she had to be carried from deep in some continent for hours and hours by these guys. And she had to be transported for hours and hours with her leg in this horrible, horrible pain. And then she was on all these steroids. Yeah. Steroids and stuff. And her face ballooned up and people were ragging on. Her. I mean, this poor girl has been through so much hell. I feel so bad for her. She sounds like a sweet person. Anyway, Winona also left Winona and Ashley out of her will, a hundred percent out of her will. Whoa. Everything to her widow. Now, the oh. worst part about this is, first of all, it's totally. It's just to be a bitch, is what it sounds like. She didn't seem like the bitch type, but I mean, well, maybe there Naomi, was a darker side. Uh, you know, when she died, there was a lot written about her, uh-huh. and there was a very a lot of very strange things about that family. But what was most apparent to me was that Winona and Ashley grew up like feral kids. Oh, right. Because Naomi was desperately trying to have a career. She had no one else to take care of the kids. So Winona started teaching herself how to play the guitar and the piano, and she started writing songs when she was 12 or 13. I really felt bad for her for a lot of reasons. She was successful. Extremely. And she wrote most of the songs for the judge, the judge, of which Naomi got a lot of that money and left her nothing. Wow. And she's her mom. Jeez. I know. So who was mentally ill? Whore. Naomi. She had anxiety, bipolar, depression. Um, I mean, the list go on and on and on. They said she was on a phalanx of drugs. And she had Parkinson's, too. I mean, she was really not well. And obviously out of her mind to be writing shitty things like that. Well, when something like that happens, is I mean, is this going to go on in courts fighting for that money? I don't know. She left it. The two of them acted like, look, whatever. We're not going to fight about this. I don't think Winona Judd needs money. Yeah. I don't know about Ashley. Could Naomi's widower just go, um, you know, throw it away? That would be the good thing to do is to, like... All right, I know this. I have nothing to do with this money. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound like he was much help. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, um, the MLK statue in Boston. Yeah. Why don't they just? Can they have a party knocking it down or melting it down? <laughs> They're not going to melt. No, it down. no one likes what? it. I know. It's, what's Why? funny is the one view looks like someone's holding a penis. The other view looks like someone's giving another person cunnilingus. It's it's the worst statue possibly ever. No one likes it. And the King family, people in the King family, are saying, "This is what we spent all this time and raised all this money for was to have this." And the, the, the cousin said, just melt it down. This is a disaster. And everyone knows it's a disaster, but everyone has to pretend it's not. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? The guy creating that was like, oh, this is going to be fucking awesome. I don't know. That's what the... They're this. They're going to love it. That was what the uh, Martin Luther King III's, I don't know, his wife or his son or some somebody. I, it's should confusing. We, but should we talk to our expert in the statue community about it? It's not it? a bad idea, Trudy. If it wasn't so late in the show, I would just call him right now. But... 
Dr. Martin Rufus King. Did no one give a, here's about what it's going to look like. Because I thought it'd be like Martin Luther King standing, you know. and yeah. Right. right. You, you seeing know, his looking, face. Looking stern. He was a pretty cool looking guy. Is his face on there anywhere? No, no, no. no. It's it's from a photo of, of him hugging his wife and they just cut the heads off. Who would ever fucking know who would walk, if someone, if they had his face, someone who walked up to it could go, oh, it's Martin Luther King. Oh. You know, if they didn't know the story of You're why right. It was Instead, there. anybody walking by it in Boston is going to go, what the hell is that? It looks like someone holding a dong. And then when they walk <laughs> past it, they're going to be like, holy crap, it looks like cunnilingus. <laughs> Stop saying cunnilingus. I'm sorry, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> say eating. Yeah, that's, that's what a lot I'll of say analingus. It looks like analingus. Oh, my God. Did, did anyone, I don't want to play it either. Did anyone happen <laughs> to see Leslie Jones on the. She's taking uh, Trevor Noah's show. place on The Daily Show. Oh, she's she a, is? No, anyway, she's a guest host. She oh. gave this rant about the statue. And said, oh, my God, how's anyone going to get this job now? And I was like, I didn't think it was that funny, but I don't know. I guess some people think she's hilarious. But the thing that was what I thought was interesting about it is I've heard this multiple times lately. Remember when Will Smith hit Chris Rock mm -hmm. and a lot of people were saying, hey, white people, stay out of this. Yeah. And, which makes me go, no, two I'm not black staying guys. out of this. Why am I? Why do I have to stay out of this? We're witnesses. I'm fans of both of them. <laughs> but they kind of implied that white people don't have the, they just don't have the wherewithal to be or They don't understand. Yeah, they don't understand. Fuck Will Smith. As if no one ever speaks on behalf of white people. <laughs> I mean, as if that never happens. Um, anyway, Leslie Jones is like, white people, you don't need to say shit about the statue. And Again, I was like... Did the crowd just go what? crazy? Go wild? I, I don't really remember what the crowd responded. I was like, what? It's a statue. What do you mean? And then um, well, and she just... said, you need to sit your ass in the back of the bus for this one. Like, mm. shut the fuck up. And then she went on and said a every million that. things that I didn't think were that funny, I mean, but whatever. Once you say that, then everyone who's an antagonist is going to chime in, but maybe um, that's what she wants. She, the other uh, person that was on the show though said something that was kind of funny. She said it's it's like the sexual it's like a sexual Rubik's cube. If you look at it from any angle, <laughs> you'll see something, or just spin it around, it looks like something else. But I swear, I it's just I feel like they should just announce it's being melted down because it's such a disaster. <laughs> but it's is it going to just stay there forever? Well, maybe they should melt it down next year for the ceremony. You know, for his day. I mean, I, I love artistic freedom, but it seems like when you spend $10 million, you have a right to know that it's going to be the guy that you think it's going to be or yeah, something yeah. like that. Approve of the design. Or at least have some sort of, you look at it and you go, okay, I see it now. Like, there's there's nothing recognizable. I don't care if it's a picture of him hugging Well, I don't wife. know. If it's a Martin Luther King, why would he not be on it? Why is it? His <laughs> face is nowhere. It's his arm. Yeah, it's it's a really weird take on it. Yeah, it's yeah. got a little too artsy fartsy there, my friend. Yeah, yeah that I wonder if there were people around too going, "Oh yeah, man, this looks great. That's a great idea." Do we have the unveiling? Here it is. See, that's the photo that it's never based seen that off picture of. before. I've never see seen that. the picture either. I, first of all, I don't see that. No. In the photo. Yet, yet it comes out looking like. Yeah. It looks like someone's holding Who's AB's head? massive that, dog. That looks like a penis. I don't see a head really there anywhere except that on looks the like penis. Analingus. There isn't a head there, is there? No. Okay. no. No, there's no head involved. Brandon, is there audio of the the when they unveiled it so I can hear the crowd? The gasps. <laughs> I Did can they, look for it. I just wonder if they pretended that they liked it. <laughs> or if they were just quiet. 
I think they totally had to pretend. I remember seeing the video when they pulled it off. <clears throat> but why do people do bad that? Bad taste not to. Why? Not really. It's inexplicable. It's inexplicably dumb. <laughs> there were. I swear there was video. There was like, was there a little bit of yeah, silence? I, I thought Maybe they I played a video on the news. Well, to honor the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife Coretta Scott That's King's the unveiling, legacy, but I don't know if they're saying some backlash. The embrace, uh, some backlash. The statue was unveiled Friday on the Boston Common. Uh, where King gave a speech back in 1965. It was inspired <laughs> by a photograph like that of the picture. couple hugging. That's put the so heads on stupid. there. You can have the arms, but put the heads on there. Right. Have it be like from chest yeah, up. Add it. Add those. Here we go. Here's the unveiling. Even if the people unveiling it know what it looks like. It's called embrace. Oh, that's it. I didn't hear any groans. So they just cla- they're just clapping seals, right? <laughs> That's more accurate. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a just, they're just clapping to be polite, I guess. I mean, the golden butthole in, you know, on Hall Road is a better monument than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, what was that supposed to be? <laughs> I don't golden know. Butthole. The golden butthole? Well, it's, it's supposed butthole. to be a golden butthole. It's a huge success. It doesn't matter what it's supposed to be. It's already gone <clears throat> into lore as the golden butthole. Everyone I mean, you Google knows. it and it, yeah. boom, right there. The golden butthole of Macomb County. <laughs> It's even got its own urban dictionary. <laughs> An overpriced sculpture. <laughs> $300,000 golden butthole. Yeah. Wow, that's all that cost? Yeah, that was... <laughs> I pass it quite a bit. And yeah, I just always, a circle. I always look at it and go, ha, ha, ha. Wait, does it look kind of like the uh, St. Louis, the arch? No. If, you, if you looked at half of the arch? it. I can't, no, I can't remember what the arch There's no grandeur like. <laughs> there at all. I don't think it looks like, like the spelling arch. spelling of Lewis. Oh, yeah, it's just not closed. The arch isn't closed. Duh! Duh! Yeah, that's why it's an arch. <laughs> the golden butthole. I mean, didn't they have that? They probably had to put it together like the arch. Weren't there sinkholes there because water pipes collapse under people's houses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't they have spent some of that money to help them? Seems like it to me, but... Like, uh... To maybe prevent that oh, man. instead of doing the golden butthole? It was only three hundred grand. That's uh, not a big deal. Oh, it's three hundred grand. Receives the most attention oh, these is. days is the Golden Butthole, <laughs> located in Sterling Heights. The Golden Butthole has cost taxpayers four hundred thousand dollars, and it's worth every penny. <laughs> Maybe because during these back. unstable times, where people have grown more and more detached, these landmarks that represent strong communities can unify us. The fist needs to connect with the butthole, <laughs> and naturally, so does the dick. The butthole tightly binds Michiganders so they can come together to live in peace and harmony. harmony. The fist, the brick dick, and the golden butthole all coming together. It's pure Michigan. Okay. Well, uh, Hall Financial wants to remind you, if you own your own home, you have many options, especially if you have debt or you have credit card debt and high interest rate payments. What a pain in the ass that is if you can't pay it off every month. It's costing you. Maybe a cash-out refi makes sense. Or maybe you're just sort of liquidity. Maybe you just can't quite pay the bills, but you've got a home with some equity in it. Maybe it's gone up in value. Well, you can use the equity in your home to pay off high-interest credit card debt. Or uh, whatever else you might need the money for. A free five-minute mortgage review with Hall Financial is all it takes to get you and your family in a better position 
Get the money you need now with a cash-out refi from Hall Financial. Call 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callallfirst.com. And uh, thanks to our new sponsor, Ghost Budsters, too. You can pick up Ghost Budsters at Vibe, all location. King of Buds in Monroe, Information Entropy in Ann Arbor, Breeze in Hazel Park, Shango in Hazel Park, and many more. Ask for Ghost Budsters by name, and hopefully you'll get stocked at your favorite location. My friend's going to love this. I've smelled it. It smells great. It does smell really good. No, it's high quality. That is, I think, the defining characteristic that they brag about is the quality. Tell your friend I said hi. <laughs> Will do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Maybe your friend can spare some of that sample uh, in about, I don't know, six minutes. <laughs> Wait, no, there's only about a minute and a half left of this uh, exit. All right, and Brandon, uh, Sunday well, there will be no show. There's too much football this Sunday. They, are you really cannot, sure? Are you yeah, sure? no, we cannot do a show Sunday now with the biggest football day of the year. <laughs> do it early, before the football day. No, because then you don't have the football. It doesn't make sense, no, does it? No. It's kind of a... Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to get hammered oh, on the boner line. No, most, don't look. Most people know we do more content every week than almost... Who does more content than us? <sighs> no doesn't, one. Doesn't stop the nope. bitching. <laughs> okay, let them bitch. God, I'm thin. Oh, bitch. Toughen them up. Not much reason for showing up. Anyway, yeah, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> anyway, you can five stars, so you can you can one stars for not having a show on Sunday if you want. <laughs> on all of our 77 platforms. Have a great weekend. See you. Man, this guy's radio career is shot. <laughs>